When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, welcome to the OFT Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Voles, Site Manager, Emperor, Supreme Warlord, and Defender of the Faith over at OneFootDown.com on the SB Nation Network. And joining me once again is the Commissioner, Jude Seymour, and the Chief Inspector, Brendan McAlinden. Fellas, if you hear a Go Irish, even if you don't even see the person, when you're out and about in your life, do you automatically just give a, a Go Irish Yelp back? Absolutely. There's never a question. Someone throws you, someone throws out a go Irish. You respond, go Irish back, right? I might say be Buckeyes, but yeah, I would definitely say something. I am still seething. I am still pissed at this fucking nerd at Dunkin' Donuts in Fort Wayne, 7 a.m. Saturday morning, walking in with that lame ass, the shirt. And as I leave with my order, I look at him dead in the eye. While I'm wearing my, while I'm wearing a, a Notre Dame a quarter zip, and look at him dead in the eye and say, "Go Irish on game day, season opener." You're wearing that stupid the shirt, and I throw you a go Irish, and you just fucking look at me, not even a word. Yeah, that's how it goes, I'm man. I'm still seething. <laughs> you are a lame, sir. You are a lame. And, Dunkin' Donuts, Depot Road in Fort Wayne. And it's not like, and it's not like if you're wearing a this year's version of the shirt, you're not just like a casual outside. Yeah, you're, of the, you're in. You're in because you bought the yeah, shirt. You're in because you're really year. wearing some ugly shit. Like yeah. you're really saying, "I'm such a fan. I'm going to wear this ugly ass shit." That's exactly why I do it. <laughs> well, I can respect that. <laughs> no, I just I think I. I'm still mad about it, fellas. I'm, I'm madder about that than I am the game. And I'm still, and I'm pretty goddamn <laughs> well, mad about that. That's that's weird. That's, uh, <laughs> all right. Oh uh, shit. All right, we got uh, obviously Notre Dame losing 21 to 10 to start the season off on the road in Columbus, and we are going to get to all of that uh, word vomit that all three of us have uh, in store uh, for you guys. Uh, but first. Uh, I want to get uh, get this out of the way. Just a reminder, everybody, get over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, leave a review. Any review that you leave will be read on the next OFT Podcast. Brendan, what kind of reviews are we looking for, Chief? Oh, we are looking for those earned Captain Julian Love five-star reviews. Captain. Captain. Captain reviews. Could have used them. 
Uh, all right. Uh, I got one here from uh, Clashmore Mike 2020. And I, I do want to preface. I have two reviews tonight. And both of these were pre-Saturday, pre-Saturday drops. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Tuesday from Clashmore Mike 2022. Five-star Michael Mayer review. I mean, that's just a legit five-star. Uh, I had a vision, a prophecy of the return of, of the four horsemen. Now they will return in new bodies of one Buckner, Tyree, Diggs, and Estime. We will watch them rise again, 9-3-22 in Columbus, and it will be glorious to watch them ride in a battle and emerge victorious. Well, they didn't. I mean, a prophecy misread, perhaps? Maybe. <laughs> check your chicken uh, bones again. Next one here from uh, from a her loyal son, Manti documentary five star. <laughs> okay, uh, I hope you're reading this after a win. If so, I'm drunk. If not, I'm really drunk. <laughs> regarding the <laughs> regarding the Rocky conversation, it's Rocky one and it ain't close. Rocky four is Michigan. <laughs> wow, that is that is cold and bold, sir. Which is Rocky Four, by the way, still leading in the poll. Which I think the poll's, finish. A, the poll's over, right? Yeah, the poll's over. No, and no, no, we no, get no. it. We get it. Everybody remembers the fights. Nobody remembers everything that happens in between them. That's fine. Well, you got to remember. Hey, when your brain's as discombobulated as mine is, in compare, like me and Rocky got something going on, uh, <laughs> uh, the fight's all you remember. You just remember the the big moments. Details, who needs them? Certainly not on offensive line. Attention to detail. Foreshadowing. <sighs> All right. Well, look, so I, I think, to I'm be not, honest with you, I'm not sure I how we want to get into the, this this year. Well, I, I would like to start with, with the coaching, to be honest with you, because I think we've just we've run the string out on Brian Kelly and Brian Polian. I mean, just the 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 coaching that has gone on there, I, it's just inexcusable. I mean, all those special teams miss. Oh, wait a second, I'm so sorry. I've got my LSU notes here. <laughs> Holy cow, that's awkward. That's super. Awkward. <laughs> what a fucking awesome game that was. Hey, you know Look, what? And, and, and as any- LSU was battling back, all I could, I mean, I shit you not, all I could do was laugh because I'm like, man, this is some crazy ass shit. They're down two touchdowns. Florida State does is just remains a not good program. Damn near tries to give the game back to LSU. LSU goes 99 fucking yards in what a minute? Not even the minute. 99 yards. Yeah. And then it's a block, dude. That shit was insane. That was fantastic. I mean, that was great to watch. Punts. I mean, it was set up by. I thought it was over from the muff punt. I put a Brian Kelly tweet out thinking that the muff punt was going to be. Uh, the the highlight of the the Polian, uh, experience and it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was, it was lovely. It really was. Uh, I just then, you know Brian it's so Kelly, funny, I, like I don't have to I don't have to defend any of the comments that he has made at halftime or at the end of the game. Um, yeah. You know, we don't even have we don't have enough receivers to have a receiver have an Instagram to delete all references to Notre Dame <laughs> off of his Instagram. So I don't even have to deal with that. Like, I just I, I'm living a chart. You know, look, our team did not win, but but uh, I'd much rather be in our situation. I still than had fun. LSU situation. Oh, my God. I still had fun this weekend. 
I saw. I did I not. Saw I did not. I, 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 I think Brendan and I talked about the game um, during the game and said how unfun the game was, and I'm, I'm still sticking to that. It's still unfun. Oh, I, I'm just. I was just thinking generally. In general. Oh yeah. College football weekend. Oh yeah. I had fun. Still, okay. And as we record this, is still going on. Uh, Clemson's up 14-3 at halftime. Yada yada yada. They're boring. No, the weekend itself. The weekend itself was it lived up to the off-season expectation. Spectacular, like, yeah, spectacular. It was absolutely spectacular from the nonsense that went on with Carolina schools. Um, oh, to uh, Stu Mandel being horribly wrong about one of his playoff picks. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the more things change, Utah, the more Florida, things change. Utah, Florida, delightful. Iowa scoring seven points without scoring a touchdown. Oh man, I watched oh. some of that game. Holy cow, that was that yeah. was rough and a half. Hey, you'll feel good about yourself. I had a, you uh, <laughs> the you, if you go back and watch the Iowa highlights, quote unquote, you'll feel good about about yourself. Trust the best me. tweet I saw all weekend was in response. I was like, well, certainly uh, to to the to the Iowa thing. I was like, well, certainly. Um, Iowa will be making, you know, their lifetime head coach uh, will be able to make moves and get a new offensive coordinator in there, right? And then it was a picture that, you know, his his son is the offensive coordinator, and somebody responds back and they go, um, "Well, at the very least, he can ground him, right?" <laughs> or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like it. No, it was a look. The, we're going to dive into this. The game Look, was said, boring as shit. I was We're not I boring was, as shit. It was just, it was just, it was frustrating, it was which unfun. makes it boring. It was, it was unfun. unfun. Thank you. That's a bit. Yeah. But the so weekend was, itself. Before the there. game, I was sitting down. I was in Pensacola, Florida for a wedding. I was sitting down next to a guy who was an, uh, an Auburn fan. And he said, I want to see how Bo Nix is doing. And I said, well, I've already checked Twitter. He's thrown two interceptions. He's like, oh, is that right? Can we turn that game on? I said, sure. So we turned the game on, and I think at that point it was like twenty-four to three or whatever. Maybe <laughs> Stetson Bennett just on his great Houdini act. Um, and then I tried to turn it away to like a, a more competitive game, and he said, "You know, I just really want to watch the um, the Oregon game if that's all right with you." And I said, "Oh, okay. Well, I just that's fine." And he said, "I just I just really want to watch Bo Nick suffer." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Sounds good. We can do uh, that." Uh, after uh, what happened on Sunday night, I can understand wanting to watch somebody suffer. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, you know, it's funny. They, everybody was super nice. Um, of the people that I met, you know, in Pensacola, everybody, I don't know if it was because I was wearing my Notre Dame uh, shirts and stuff like in my apparel or whatever, but everybody was super nice about Notre Dame. Um, they have a real hate for Ohio state. And at first I was like, Oh hell yeah. Like, you know, another, another friend, another ally down South or whatever. And then I thought, no, this sucks because they hate Ohio state because Ohio state gives them a competitive ball game and they don't hate us yeah. because we're the passies that lay down in traffic and right. get run over. And so hey. they see us as like little brother. And so, you know, I didn't well, I run into any Alabama people, but I ran into some Auburn people and I ran into some UF people and a, one Florida state guy. And it was just like, um, Everybody was just really hating on Ohio State, which I thought was funny. Well, first. I do got to say real quick too, because I had made it such a huge point leading up to the Ohio State game about uh, the crowd and the fans that are <clears throat> down in Columbus. I have all I have seen is tweets and comments from people from Notre Dame fans about their time in Columbus uh, at the game. 
and nothing but good things to say about Ohio State fans and the way they received, which is like a fucking dude. That's a mind blower for me. So no, Ohio State fans do not hate us as much as Michigan. That is for damn sure. But I still thought the level would still be like on the Penn State level. Uh, And apparently it was not. Uh, A lot of people that went down there that I, uh, they had reported back and said it was just a, it was really nice. Everyone was really nice uh, as, you know, as nice as a, as a visiting fan can be. I mean, we're, you know, I, I don't expect everybody to roll out the red carpet, but people seem genuinely pleased with their, with their time and their visit uh, to Columbus uh, and their interactions with the other fans. So that is, uh, that's something who knew who fucking knew. Maybe if you would have went down uh, last week and you wouldn't have lost your uh, boo jacket. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe I didn't lose it. That fucker got stuffed in the trash so I could save my life. Ah, uh, shit. All right, let's get into it. And I'm not sure exactly where we want to start at. And let's just start at the beginning. Look, I think we got used to the Brian Kelly era of high angst because you weren't sure if this team was going to come out uh, ready to play football. And I actually think Notre Dame came out not flat, juiced up and ready to play. Unfortunately, you know, things went sideways because they were not executing offensively. And, you know, one thing led to another, it's 2110 at the end of the game. But I just want to make a point. Like this was not, not like a, a typical big game fuck up where we're down two touchdowns right away or just all sorts of crazy bullshit happening, you know, beginning of the, like looking flat, looking like you're not, not wanting to be there. Like you won't, don't, don't belong. I did think 100% Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah. This look, Notre Dame belonged on that field. They belong. They, they deserved to win if they played better. Uh, and there were opportunities. I'm, maybe I'm alone in that. There are opportunities to fucking win this goddamn game. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> they, they didn't capitalize. Look, you needed every one of them, but they were fucking there. Uh, so they were. They absolutely belonged in that field. Um, I will say that <clears throat> there is a talent gap, obviously, between Ohio State and Notre Dame. Just go look at the recruiting rankings. It's not. It's, it's not a dumb thing. To, look, it's just fucking fact. And they dude, they got some guys that can fucking run that defense. It, look, it's easier to take a defense that is soft and talented and make them hard and talented rather than taking out, you know, rather than taking guys that aren't so talented and making them better. Yeah. Ohio State was a soft defense last year, but it wasn't for the lack of star power. They're fucking loaded defensively and offense, they're loaded on that team, period. And so why was Ryan Day so jerk-off happy after the game? It was because he saw that they came out and played hard as balls. You know, they, they're not they're not the pushovers they were last year. That was the big difference of bringing um, Knowles over. It had nothing to do with scheme, and Knowles even admitted it after the game. He like, it's pretty fucking vanilla. But those guys are running guys down left and right. Like, Buckner couldn't hit – no one could hit the edge. You try to hit on the, I mean, it was just, it was bad. Those guys played balls out. 
So all our prediction, like my prediction especially, was not centered on, but it had a lot to do with I thought Ohio State was soft. They were soft as fuck last year, and I had no reason to believe that they would not be soft as shit this year. They are not. And I think that was ultimately the biggest difference for Ohio State in this game and caused the bigger problems for Notre Dame offensively. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. We can start and go wherever you guys want to go to with this. Well, I think we should start on the opening drive, right? Because I think for me like that, that first player kind of, nice. Yeah, well, that set the tone for me for what, like looking back on it in for hindsight. Seconds? It, it it kind of was foreboding of what we were going to get from the play calling because you are gifted. Um, what was it? It was uh, first down from the uh, Ohio State uh, 13 yard line. Was that it? Yeah. Well, no, it was the 16 yard line. It was but, 15. Yeah, the 15. I, yeah, 16. I think I, I think you went. I think you started too soon. Brennan, because a lot of this game, just look at the kickoff return. Oh, right. Like special teams were not good for Notre Dame this game. Fair catch. And it started with kickoff return, returning a kick and making it to th- field position was enormous in this game. And a lot and field position comes from special teams and to fucking get it to the 15 yard line. What twice on kickoffs? Yeah, one one with a touchback and two returns to the 15 yard line is absolutely killer. Especially yeah. like especially the second time they did it, you are struggling with that end zone to your back most of this game. Notre Dame's starting field position was like I want to say on the 17 or 18 yard line. It's really it was, bad. It was bad the whole game. Really yeah, bad. and that that the the bad field position also directly affected the play calling um, exactly. to be a little bit more, exactly. you know cautious but yeah jumping back to the the first and 10 from the 16 i think that once they got to the 16 the play calling became as long as we get points i'm fine yeah that's 100 that's exactly how i felt i said you can't walk away with three here and i think our friend greg dm'd and said field goals are failures and i felt i felt the same exact way because you don't know at that point that your defense is going to be able to hold C.J. Stroud in that right. offense to under Absolutely. 35. Absolutely. So right. when you're inside the 16, so, you go three-yard rush estimate, okay, fine. But then you go to digs again for a two-yard loss, and then on third and nine, ugh. a designed keeper, which, you know, you can say that that's a good play call or whatever, but you had the ball on the 16-yard line. And you did not take a single shot at the end zone. Yeah. You have Michael Mayer. So here's the, he, here's the problem. Doing? Here's the problem, right? That was the that was the first drive of the game, right? First drive of yeah. the game. Yeah. And going into and going into the game, not only did Notre Dame fans think that they could run on, on Ohio State, Notre Dame thought they could run on Ohio State. So they're already down. They're already down at this end of the field, threatening to score. And they didn't have to drive it down, so they they still didn't have any idea what kind what kind of uh, defense, yeah, run defense Ohio State was going to throw at them. So as far as play calling goes, you know, I got no problem with it. Hand it off to estimate first first time. Yeah, I don't that's have fine. that one. No, it's third down. That's and, you you can't. It's indefensible. Third, it's indefensible. I'm sorry, but it is defensible a little bit because no. third and not third and no. nine on a quarterback no, no, draw no. With, a, no. with a quarterback that runs no. is not look. It's indefensible. You're not going to make it. 
you're not going to make it. You're not. And oh, even if you it's and even 19, if, it wasn't like it was third and 18 on a quarterback draw. Because you just watched see, two straight running plays get Brandon destroyed, and, and you already do, got a dude open for 54 yards. Like I don't know, try another no. pass. Yeah, I don't disagree that it should have been a different call. I'm just saying I can see I can I, I can see understand it and I see that it's play call itself. I see that it's cowardly because Tommy Reese is looking at it and he goes, I don't want to take a sack here or I don't want to throw a right. pick here. I yeah. just want to get points. I want three weeks. I want three points at least. And you're just a third and nine. And, and I disagree. Because when you're making that call, the, the thing is, is maybe he does break it for nine yards and he gets the first down. But then what, what you're saying is, is like, I'm OK to take three here. Because if, if you want well, if to be the first down, you're not getting, you're not. <laughs> right. I mean, you don't, gotta, need, you don't need, you don't need to be in the end zone. If you have a, a first down marker, like I, like I agree. It wasn't my favorite play call, but to say it's indefensible is indefensible to me because a third, it's, it wasn't third and 19. It was third and nine, third and nine you, on a short yeah, field. It yeah. So it's yeah, third and nine on a nine. short field. So it's, it's harder for a draw. These are, it's hard. These are normal play calls across he, the country. It's, it's harder to get that nine yards when there's only 15 For yards 90, backed up to the end zone. Everybody's right in there. So it's not like you have guys streaking be, down the field to take the safeties away. The safeties are there. I mean, everybody's see, there. I, look, I mean, is it, is it possible that they Buckner saw, saw something on the previous down that thought maybe they could get that play run? Maybe. I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm just saying I didn't agree with the call either, guys. Let's get that straight. I just think that it's I'm not going to beat it up like with a baseball bat because it's still something that can't work. You know, maybe they did see something, but it's also like we've seen this play a hundred times, you know, a, a year in college football. This works with a running quarterback. This is why we thought Notre Dame would be good in the red zone because Buckner can run. Now, yes, a lot to of that was like yeah, he can, five, but to get nine no, in that situation, it's nine yards. It's weird to get five, you're to get nine. I mean, part oh, of it well, is that he. It's, no way. Part of part of it's, it is that he he slipped on the drop back, right? And so that killed that killed the timing a little bit. The other part yeah. is, um, yeah, under armor sucks. That lug do doesn't do his job, and then Fisher is Fisher has done his. I think Fisher's done his job, but now he's he's released his man, and Buckner's going wide where I think oh, he was shit. actually supposed to go straight because yes. um, he had a lead blocker there. Look, and so I don't like the call. I just think that the, it was, it's a race it's, to the corner and the guy, he's not going to win that, you know? No, no, he didn't win it at all that night. He had like, no. a, he had a great run that, that, that had zero yards uh, later in the game. So no, I, I don't, uh, I'm not looking at that play call. Like did Notre Dame play conservatively throughout the night? Absolutely. Without a, without doubt. But they only ran but 48 is. plays anyways. Well, and you're only so running 48 because you're playing conservatively. Yeah, and part of that is because hard. you're backed up. But like, well, the other thing is you can't see the top of the screen, but I do wonder what happened with Tyree here where he's running in motion down the line. And I don't know that anyone's covering him up there, you know, so I'm and looking the other- at six people on. I can see seven in the frame and I know one's definitely ha- on the high side, you know, and then one comes over to make the tackle. So it feels like a, it feels like Tyree might have been worth a look right And there. the other part of it, too, and when you do like no no huddle shotgun for for Butner or Buckner on that one, like you he's he's either running like 
if it was an RPO and he kept it, or if it was, uh, you know, uh, there was a mesh point or something and he kept it, I'd be better with it because then there was at least a little bit of deception to it. It was just, I didn't like it. I I don't like the, and this is something Reese calls a lot and rarely does it work for us. Like we, we saw, we saw fine the, a running quarterback. It worked, it, it worked for Brandon Wimbush just fine. Yeah, but Brandon Wimbush is a different runner than The problem is, is that, number one, exactly what Jude said, the play was kind of busted from the jump. It's, you know, it just, look, it just didn't fucking work. I, I, don't, I don't think it was a terrible play call. I don't, you know, like, it was egregious. I don't think it was, it was like sending a best. I don't think it was I think it's, a message that they were cowardly. I, just I think, think that, it's funny that that's uh, Zeke Carell is the guy that they that runs free that he's supposed to be the blocker, and he completely whiffs on his block. He actually never touches any guy, and the guy he missed is the guy who ends up making the tackle on Buckner. Yeah, <laughs> so which is like, the fucking uh, theme for the night. Which right. is the theme for the night. Which like of course watch, I think Buckner might have, might, have caused, might have caused that problem because again Carell's expecting him to go straight there, and if he goes to the right, then all of a sudden. The defense has True. information that Corral doesn't have with his back turn, but still, it's just like, ugh, the whole thing sucked. But yeah, I don't think I don't think this was a a cowardly move. I just think it was a play call, man. And maybe, maybe you know maybe Reese was getting too smart for himself. And I'm not trying to quit Reese here. This was a a, a not great game. <laughs> this no, was not a good 10 game. Points, it's not, not a good game. No, but I mean, again, field position. A defense that is pretty fucking good and really talented. So I, it, it wasn't. This wasn't like the. I'm not melting down. This wasn't like 21-10 versus Michigan State. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. This is this is a whole different fucking game here. And as bad as it is, it's something I can live with because this wasn't Michigan State or fucking Vanderbilt or Ball State Hell. or whatever the fuck. You know, this is against the number two team in the country, a team that I deem yeah. soft yet extremely talented. They played ball. Ohio State played balls out defensively. They were tough. Their offensive Except line that, played tough. I'm gonna I'm gonna push back a little bit on this because I, I just I think we do too much of this moral victories thing, and I just if we want to no, get no, to I'm the next level, moral victory. No, I'm not gotta, taking a moral victory. We gotta, moral we gotta play this. better in these games, and we just don't show up for these games. You, you gotta score more than. There's no moral victory in the game. You score ten points. No. Right. No, there is no, no, there is no moral victory. But I can, I can. You can still say that this game was a tough fucking game, and Notre Dame played hard and made uh, just uh, more than more than the fair share of mistakes to make sure that they lost this game without calling it a moral victory. Like I. Yeah, I, just it felt like it that, felt like that, the, that's what the this Alabama. Was. It felt like the Alabama semifinal that they won 31-14, where it's like. I, I never really, no, I never really no, no, thought no, no, that no, no, they didn't get it, blown out. No, yeah, this is no, like, no, no, no. I, I played better it. than that because that was, at le- that was over by halftime. No, no, no. This one was, this, no, this, we this is, th- as soon as they stopped being able to move the ball, this game was over. Like it, it was just a matter of time when they took 14, 10, I think I might've even said it to you guys. Like this game's over. Now it was just a matter of where they going to cover the spread. Well, right, like, 14, there was, I had no confidence they were going to score another point after 10. I think well, fourteen ten wasn't until the end of the third quarter. This was right. this wasn't anywhere near comparable to Alabama. But, they, but at I that point, it, no, but at that point, it was it, it could have easily been twenty eight ten, and then they were just managing. They were now managing to not to lo- to lose by less than 
you know, 11, uh, lose by 11 instead of lose by 18. Well, when it got to, well, I will say this, when it got to 14 to 10, I thought it was over, but the second best like real drive that they had of the game, I guess, um, was right after that one where Buckner hits Lindsay at 32 for 32 yards. And then Tyree has the big run for 14. Um, and like that drive looks like Notre Dame could have answered. And then the nonsense with the Salerno penalty pass interference. And then and they just folded. And now we're running breaker. again at first down and 25 and a million to go. And then just on third, it hasn't and, worked all, it hasn't worked all, all night. And he's going to run Tyler Buckner in first and 25. I just like, and, don't get it. And then on second and 18, they run again. And then on third and 18, yep. Buckner runs again. And then you yeah, that was you, the series that, to, to, like the first the, the first series of that play call, I'm, I I really am fine with that. But I think that, that right that's there, why after it's that pass interference call was absolutely fucking ridiculous. That's why I think it was foreboding because I think on that play call too, once once I, mean, I got 20, it first and twenty five, you, you can make anything you can make anything believe anything after the Reese, fact. Reese was just like, twisted out real life. I'm good to I'm good to just punt here. And then, of course, they punt, and then Ohio State has, you know, a masterful drive, um, you know, the five-minute drive to take the 21-10 lead, and, and then it was over. So I want to touch on something and see what you guys think, because it, it's bothering me now more than it did uh, Saturday night. And going into the game, I mean, fuck, the whole, like, seven-month lead-up, what what was a consistent thing that we heard um, from every pundit, from everybody and anybody that was that was talking about Ohio State or this game, was that Ohio State had the best wide receiver room in the country. Yeah, hands down, hands down, best wide receiver room in the country. Yeah. Well, Brandon Joseph knocks the living shit out of Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yes, and he becomes a non-factor. Completely disrupts Ohio State's entire offense. That was huge, and people like people want to point that out. And I'm like, yeah, you're right, but that's football. That's what you're supposed to fucking do. Hit them as hard as you can, and hopefully they don't make it. I mean, it was a clean hit, but no flags. Clean, look clean to me. Clean hit. You can't go against it. But wasn't this supposed to like? Shouldn't he have been like replaceable? Like, like, shouldn't there have been another, like, superstar? I mean, it wasn't like these guys were starving either. I mean, Emeka and uh, Buka make, made plenty of uh, Yeah, Buka had nine catches, nine catches. They had a motherfucking walk-on, Xavier Johnson score a touchdown. So, but, I mean, it was just like, but it, it was an excuse that I heard Saturday night by the announcers who fucked up everything, including saying that Kevin Austin was out with an injury. <laughs> of all things. But then even after the game, it was get, kept getting brought up. Well, Notre Dame's defense, you know, played well. Yes. But you know, Jackson Smith and Jig- who gives a shit. Are we going to see another Jackson Smith and Jigba on the schedule the rest of this year? Yes. Maybe Jordan Addison, maybe, maybe. Yeah, that's maybe. it. But I mean, like who, who fucking cares? That's how it's supposed to be. Shouldn't there have been somebody to just step into his place? Well, and if that but was, I think Buka, we, he's, I mean, we talked about on. this. I mean, Mbuka and Harrison Jr. between the two of them had just have 20 career catches and nine of those catches came in the bowl game. 
So, I mean, they, they didn't have any, um, I mean, they had talent, but they didn't have any depth behind, um, Smith and Jigbo. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to be the first person to say this, but I really do think that we're going to look back on this game 10 games later and really say, wow, Notre Dame secondary did a great job of actually containing these guys because I think well, these, I think Igbu- they're going to get theirs yeah. and Harrison Jr. Theirs. are legitimate. Yeah. As they continue to build yeah, a rapport game rapport with, um, CJ Stroud. Stroud. But yeah. Yeah. I think look, by mid season, they'll be humming, but we didn't get the best. I feel, I feel like I got to repeat. I feel like I got to repeat this because it, it's the feeling is going to seem like that, but I am, this is not a moral victory, but I will say, Regardless of, of what you liked or didn't like about this game as a Notre Dame fan, the way it went down still has Notre Dame is still going to have Notre Dame sitting pretty fucking pretty good down the road this season. Like I legitimately think that their defense, which by the way, without without a good pass rush most of the game, they had a sack early, and that was it. Foskey quiet, Admiola quiet. It was just quiet. Oh, Adam uh, on that Adam, front. It was just it was but, put him on a milk carton, man. Holy cow. But I, well, to your point, Jude, I think you're right. Ten games from now, like Notre Dame is not going to get docked too hard for this. They're gonna, they're still probably going to be in the top ten. Seven, eight. The AP like rankings that. come out, and none of that matters to the college football playoff rankings. But when you say 11 points, 11 point loss on the road, first game of the season, remember? First game yeah. of the season doesn't even count to most most people. I think by by the time we get into the end of October. Notre Dame is going to be sitting in a position, um, especially with Clemson coming to town, yep. uh, that they are going to be looked upon very favorably. Look, Notre Dame is going to got to get theirs offensively. Uh, Ohio State's defense, oh. I under, I underrated them. I underrated them. I flat out did. They they really looked like they knew what the fuck they were doing out there, and they came to play. So I underrated them, and Notre Dame was just trying to get off, get going with a new quarterback uh, and, and this whole thing going. No turnovers. At least Buckner didn't throw a pick. You know, am I picking out sunshine and rainbows out of my ass? Sure. Yes. But I still will take a guy that went 10 for 18, 177 and no picks. Yeah. I, over but a guy I mean, that went, I, I guess, I went guess 15, for me, that went 15 to 26 with two interceptions. I guess for me, I would have rather have seen him take more chances. Uh, that's a strong maybe, man. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because you scored 10 points, which is. It, you're, you're game managing. Yeah. Right. And you can't like, go into that I'm game. Not, I'm not managed. shitting on Buckner. Like <laughs> he definitely did some things that I, I was very happy with, including converting a third down by pass. We did it. We did it. Um, but having said that, like 10 for 18 for 177. Yeah, he has a clean stat line. But I mean, Malik Zaire had always had a clean stat line. Like, I, I mean, Notre Dame's, we, we touchdowns, you know, I mean, after Notre Dame scored that touchdown in the, in the second quarter. They went on six straight punts with no with no drive lasting more than six plays. You had yeah. two drives of six plays. One was thirty five. One was twenty three yards. It wasn't, and it was all on the things t- were not working. So like forty eight plays an entire game. It is hard. I mean, I'm telling you right now, I am struggling to really put my thumb on much of anything other than are we fucking sure about Harry Heastand? Because it wasn't so- just. So I it wasn't just I, I like, that, that, I like that to, Patterson was out of the game. You had a fifth-year senior or sixth-year senior, whatever the fuck he is, Josh Lug, whiffing consistently. Zeke Carell getting beat consistently. I don't think, to be honest so with you, Josh, play, 
I don't think anyone in this podcast has ever defended Josh Log, though. No, I've wanted Josh no, Log gone no. for two years. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is like, hey, I thought Harry had this in the bag. Like we were yeah. going to see these kind of whiffs. Like Jeff Quinn would have got drugged through the fucking coals after this game. You sure would have. Yeah, no, you're he right would've. on that. Yeah, because this he would have got drugged through the coals, and it is, it is. There's been mention of the offensive line play, and players have been point have been singled out. But it, I have. Well, find about out. Tommy Reese? Has Tommy Reese I really been drugged people. through the coals? He sure has. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all. Yeah. There's there's now a counter cold. There's now a counter movement where no no. You're a bad I'm talking guy. about like the 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 athletics of the world. Are we we still in oh, the no, valiant in the effort? Oh, no, Tommy Reese. Yeah, no, they've so valiant effort. Right. And here's so, here's the thing: when we were going into halftime, I, something I brought up. The, I understand the fan sentiment. Like fan sentiment is fickle, right? They're always like you have one bad game, and then everyone wants you on your out on your oh, ass. Yeah. What I'm saying is, like, are we supposed Harry, to fire Harry Reese after this game? Because that, that would suck stand, for the rest of the Harry Heastand and Tommy Reese are sacred cows, and until they blow a whole season's worth of stuff, they're going to not be. They're going to be immune from criticism, which I think is ridiculous. It is bullshit. I, like, uh, it is okay to criticize someone without like being a total idiot and calling for their job. Like I do not want Notre Dame to fire Tommy Reese. Yeah, I, we are in game one. Look, that causes does it, chaos. Does it suck to, that that Jared Patterson got hurt? Of course. But what was your what was your plan? What was your plan? That's the thing I don't understand. Well, I think we saw their plan. It just it did not yeah, work. Yeah. Well, it looked like it looked like guys who were <laughs> reading different tra- traffic signals. It, you know. Here's a question I have, and and I brought this up uh, at halftime in the DMs because we were looking at it. And we were like, well, I thought Notre Dame needed to make you know three big plays um, if they wanted to w- win the game in the second half. And I, I was interested to see what sort of adjustments they made because what sank their ship against uh, Oklahoma State is the defense and the offense made no adjustments. And would they score seven points in that second half against uh, Oklahoma State, which mm-hmm. is seven more points than they had against Ohio State in the second half? I thought that they didn't make, they didn't change up like the run wasn't working in the first half. And I don't think that they made enough adjustments, perhaps, um, in the second half. And, and, you know, now we're looking at Tommy Reese and two straight games not handcuffed by Brian Kelly and – the second half output in the two games has been right. suspect. And I don't know. I don't know so, if that's a thing. I don't know if it's because. You know. Well, it's, and we also much of our Fiesta Bowl focus was on Elston in the, in the defense to play calling. But right. like, you know, I, I is, think that, which is bad. I think we, I, I don't know. I think I bought into the, the, the narrative of, I don't have to worry about the offense because Tommy Reese is some sort of wonderkind who has all these, he's watched every single NFL play and he's drawn up something amazing for Ohio state. I mean, he had months to prepare for these guys. And again, some of the stuff is outside of his control, like the Keystone cops, you know, recreation that was happening on the offensive line at times, but nothing um, seemingly was working. And, you know, Buckner was getting flushed and he'd throw to, to throw to mayor and mayor was like two feet in front of him. And then mayor would get his legs cut out from under him. I mean, like the Ohio state had a yeah. plan, you know, they had a Mayor's plan. That line is brutal. Well, I mean, there was yeah. just like, and outside of play calling, I mean, just out, completely outside of play calling, like Notre Dame just got, 
they went into this game with a with a plan to they thought they could run the ball against Ohio State. And we all thought they could too. Everybody thought they could run the ball against Ohio State. There wasn't anybody outside of Columbus, outside of the state of Ohio that thought Notre Dame could, wasn't going to be able to run the ball against them. That was a game plan. 100 yards. Now, and then you get out there and the fucking line just got worked, man. That's where Notre Dame lost this game was that they wasn't play calls. It wasn't the officials missing 20 fucking holding calls. They lost because they got fucking worked in the trenches on both sides of the ball. And on a time where we thought that would have been the opposite way. Notre Dame was supposed to work them on the offensive line. And the defensive line was supposed to be deep, thick, ready to roll. Now, maybe those holding calls do help out quite a bit. Uh, Foskey got, uh, Foskey was held quite a bit. Yeah. But at any rate, like they lost this game, not because of play calls, but because they just got absolutely worked in the trenches, worked. And it just, it's a goddamn shame because I'm not sure if I've seen Notre Dame's secondary play that stout against a, an elite passing offense in fucking ever. In a long, long time. And they were doing it with freshmen. The touch, you know, the touchdown that uh, against Jaden Mickey came on the play where, where Golden brought two safeties, which we can all bitch about that. And many people did. 30,000 feet away. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was not a good call. I understand it, but it was not a good call. Uh, I wasn't mad at it, but it wasn't good. But they played so well back there. Like, it's like Cam Hart was getting picked on early in the game. And then you had, <laughs> you had Benjamin Morrison step up and be like one of your shutdown guys. Yeah, Brandon right. Joseph knocks the best wide receiver that they have out of the game. I mean, the only problem, the only problem with Notre Dame secondary is that they still rotate in Houston Griffith. <laughs> this is not a show that normally drags players through the mud, but I see no reason and no point for Houston Griffith to see any play in time at all, period. It's just, it is so bad. It is, it stands out on film. So it is like a fucking thumb that is split open with an orgy going on side and on the fucking bone of the thumb. That's how much it sticks out. You can't look away from it. It's so bad. It, to, I mean, rotate in DJ Brown and Ramon Henderson. Fine. How, how Griffith saw so many plays and then you just see him getting just what do you have? demolished 33 snaps. He had as much as any other safety, yeah. not named Brandon Joseph. It makes no sense well, to me at all. I, I do not get it. He has to have like, like what did we used to say? Like, like Reese had incriminating pictures of, of Kelly. Like maybe <laughs> Kelly, maybe he had Kelly's teabag picture pictures. Maybe Griffith has no. got something because it doesn't make any sense to me. You can't say you can't trot him out, out continuously like that and see what's going on and just be okay with it. Like that's just it, it should not be happening. Like try anybody else. Anybody. Like did they did Xavier Watts see time at safety too? Yeah, he got six snaps. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was yeah. a PFF's like, second lowest graded defensive player though. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're not going to listen, if you're not going to use wide, use any wide receivers on your offensive game plan, bring them on back because somebody else needs to be in the rotation besides using Griffin because that's just that just wasn't good. Yeah, he gave up one. Uh, you gave up a seven yard catch and missed two tackles and six snaps. Dude, Watts, Watts. Yes, 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I uh, I think another another complaint I have um, if we're perplexed by something is. I don't understand what they were using Michael Mayer for or doing because going back to the narrative of um, preseason talk, you know, what did Al Golden say? Oh, you can put a, a corner on him and knock him off a linebacker, try and try and uh, run with him. Safety. Oh, I can't jump with him. And why then are you basically using him as a safety valve? Why, why does he have, uh, the one time you used him downfield, it worked and he almost fumbled. Uh, but why <laughs> is outside of that 17 yard catch? Why is he four catches for 15 yards? Why well, think, is he stopping I think continuously the, I, in front of the sticks? I think the clock was running a little fast. And Tyler Buckner said, because the, the offensive line from snap to snap, you couldn't tell whether they were going to, they were going to hold up or, you know, have a miscommunication, let a guy fire through. Yeah, that's fair. Because I don't understand why a guy like Michael Mayer is. Look, this is this is going to happen when you have a young quarterback who's playing in a hostile environment, right? He's gonna he's gonna have these. He's gonna first, get hit a couple of times, and start. he's gonna say to himself, "All right, I got to get this ball out quick, right?" And Michael you know, Mayer for sure will get people to uh, uh, not go down at first contact, right? I mean, it, it, I, I, th- I think it was the you who pointed it out maybe during the game. Like, there's a certain way to hit Michael Mayer that he will fall down every single time. You hit him in the legs and he fall, he yeah. falls like a tree. Every time. Yeah. Every yeah. time. You hit him in the legs <laughs> and he falls I mean, it's, like a lumber. And it's jump. a hard get, fall. Get, uh, like, he might yeah. separate a shoulder. That's how hard he falls. Yeah. You know, it was funny because Lorenzo Styles in the first, the first uh, catch of the game reminded me of how much it would have been nice to have Kevin Austin this year because he's wearing number four, but then he sort of became right. like a, you know, where did we see, you know, where was he for the rest of the game? Right. right. He gone. Right. Yeah. And then Matt Salerno and his eight Just snaps. Reminder, managed, Kevin Austin, who was out, out with an injury on Saturday night. Yeah. Matt Salerno and his eight Just snaps right. managed to make probably two, two of the probably, what would you say? Five or seven most impactful plays in the game. Oh, easily. <laughs> Easily the two most impactful plays of the game. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, okay. Uh, first of all, I, I don't know. I, I'm not good at this, but I felt like the offensive pass interference thing, while blatantly offensive pass interference was also an unca- uncatchable ball. So, it was ridiculously yeah. uncatchable. It was like, but, like you had to say that the Jolly Green Giant would have caught that shit. I love, I did not love the three plays that they tried after that. So I don't know. And I'm not sure. No, it, it made was, a difference. No, they basically punted on the possession, Yeah, which Ohio state was putting so, the same thing. And that's, I guess maybe that's what it is with a, an experienced quarterback because Ohio state got, uh, what did they have? Uh, first and 20 and they came out second. What was it? Was that the third quarter on the, um, eventual touchdown drive, right? Yeah, that that's my recollection. Was it maybe first and yeah they had the twenty five? Um, yeah, yeah. So I guess what kind of like bothers me, a lot, like just going back and looking at the stats, like and we're talking about this game, like and we're you know pissed about six straight punts, <laughs> you know, to end the game for Notre By Dame. By the way, John Zott was that. awesome. <laughs> he went from oh my god total yeah. liability to oh my god this guy's gonna be great. To boomer, yeah, yeah, yeah. John, John Sock got a couple shout outs for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, hell, I even think I, oh, I used him as the, uh, uh, for the lead photo for, for the game. <laughs> That's how much he started out, stood out on Saturday. But uh, of, uh, of the 177 passing yards from Notre Dame, 
156 of those were from gains from 15 yards or more. So it actually flies in the face of the logic of the conservative game plan Notre Dame was, was running, right? Like you would think that most of their yards would have been dink and dunk kind of shit and getting shut down because they're getting punted. Yeah, you got a 54-yard one to start the game. Yeah, uh, you, you got Lindsey's amazing catch. Yeah, Lindsey's running have, over the if he, hits, listen, if he hits Bauman in stride, though, on that, that might have been a touchdown mm. itself. If he hits him in stride, there was – depends on how, how hard Kevin Bauman is, but if he would have hit him in stride, that would have been a race down around the goal line and see what happens. Right. Uh, but no, there, there was five big – there's five plays of 156 yards. That's not bad. It's yeah. just like you didn't do anything else with it otherwise. And running the ball was just – I mean – I think looking at big plays against the style, you know, against the defense, I was playing well. They only had two, two gains of ten yards or more. One was, you know, one was the uh, uh, the Chris Tyree, which was more of a Jets. I thought we were to see more of that, but apparently not. Uh, and then, uh, and then Buckner, uh, you know, got a, got a few yards, got twelve yards, something like that. You know, Notre Dame took more downfield twenty yard plus pass shots than Ohio State did in that game. Yes, I do. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's such a strange game. Yeah, I, to be honest was, with you, I think CJ Stroud's Heisman hopes took a huge hit in this game. I think so, too. As they should. Six, 6.6 6 yards per completion. I mean, yeah. it was not. There was. Not, I mean, they probably didn't because he'll put up dumb <laughs> stats against like Michigan State and, um, you know, a no, lot of the other teams, bad secondaries. But no, he was not. He was nine three for per completion, Jude. Oh, I'm sorry. Still. Notre Dame was Notre Dame six, six average, attempt, Notre Dame I guess it was. Seven, yeah, six six attempt. Seventeen point yeah. seven yards per completion. Notre Dame seventeen point seven. <laughs> it it would have been really nice to have see a few uh, more to have a few more, but not only that, but like um to have thrown some bubble screens or some screens to like Ohio state had some issues. Preach Brendan preach tackling out wide last year. See, no, I would have been nice. I was screaming about, I was screaming about the screens. And so on hit and hustle right after the game with Greg and Jamie, I went on there and I said, Jamie, I'm like, scream about the lack of screens. So I don't fucking have to. (laughs) And and he should have, he, he clapped back. He shut it down. He's, yeah, oh, no. he's been on I, he's I, been on an apology tour for the offensive game plan uh, the last two days. Basically, according to Jamie, is you know the conventional wisdom is you, you screen you, you screen on blitz right on a team that's aggressive and all that. He just, in, in his mind they were sitting back so much that he didn't think screens were going to work at all. And I fucking beg to differ on that one because <laughs> you never know. Throw try it a couple of times. Get it out, get it out I mean, of the edge and force Ohio State to make force somebody who wasn't the Ohio State just, linebackers and, you know, make their safeties and corners tackle. I, you know, just throw the Samarja hitch. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, try something that invo- that involves getting the ball, you know, either getting the ball into the player's hands quickly or a screen drawing them in. Because I don't look, they got pressure. They were coming. And it wasn't like, yes, they weren't, weren't, weren't blitzing, but it's not like those blitzers are going to be all the way over covering the guy coming out of the backfield. Like they, you still have the whole field to fucking work with. Right. I just felt that there was, there was more to offer if you just fucking try. I mean, 
48 plays in a game maybe was in there somewhere. And at, and at some point Notre Dame was just, and Tommy Reese was probably just like, what the fuck do we do to like manufacture something to get a drive going? I, yeah. I don't um, know. I don't, I don't know either. I mean, there were, but confusion. the lack of screen, but the lack of screens was the lack of screens and the lack of quick hitch type of plays to get up, to get your, your speed players in space, get them moving. Lens there was a 112 teams that managed to score more points in week one. I, uh, you needed to do something different. And if the, the pocket obviously was, um, you know, hazardous to Buckner's health, Maybe try moving it a little bit. Did Buckner throw on the move at all? Did they ever? Look, I, I how mean, how often were they rolling? That, like, not, it, I I don't think there was a designed rollout. Not that I can remember. That, that like yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand why if the pot if if the protection's not great. Like I get like you you allow your players to get downfield a little bit and then you can test their secondary, which. Um, I don't know. Maybe Ohio State's going to have some secondary concerns because they gave up a lot of big plays. But I don't know. It just right. maybe maybe too much of the offseason was spent watching every single NFL offensive snap instead of, you know, figuring out what happens if your running game doesn't work uh, 15 minutes into a football game. And hey, I think that's just a goddamn you, tragedy too, because I thought if you gave Audric Estime the ball a few more times that game, like Estime was getting hit at the, as soon as he got the ball, but he was getting uh, yards. He was getting yards, yeah. With that, he's falling forward, just, yeah. Like, yeah. So I just thought if you would have gave him just a little bit of help, just a little bit of help, that could that could have been, you know, that could have been something that helped carry carry you into more of a groove offensively. He just needed a little bit of fucking help. Uh, Josh, remind me uh, how the Tommy Eichenberg recruitment went because uh, I would have loved to have him off Ohio State sideline and on oh. Notre Dame sideline. Oh, they, they just they they just slow played him. They mm. look, it was a Clark Lee decision. Mm. I, I I can't remember what that might have been the Kaiser year. Are him and Jack Kaiser the same recruiting class? I I have to look. I think he's a junior now, right? Tommy, was it the year they decided that oh, the taking linebackers was not important? <laughs> it's a senior. Uh, I think that might. Yeah, I mean, Tommy Eichenberg was at a time where they just, for some reason, Notre Dame was not recruiting linebackers. I think they were recruiting big safeties and moving them up. It was just a, they were continuing to do that. It was like on year three of that move, uh, and it was just, it was what it was. Look. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Tommy Eichenberg was not some some blue chipper that everybody wanted either. No, he's a low low four. Yeah, it, I mean, it, he was a three on on quite a few sites. He didn't uh, he didn't so, hold a Notre. Oh yeah, he did. Uh, no, he never held a Notre Dame uh, offer. Obviously, as a obviously as an Ohioan, I would have loved. Um, and, and I love Liam. I love you know I love Liam Eichenberg. Uh, so I wanted Tommy. But I just I think about looking back at that recruitment. I just remember they you know they weren't taking them. No one was really too worried about it. There was it was what it was. Ohio State ended up taking them, which was a surprise to me at the time um, that that happened. I thought Eichenberg was destined for you know who they took like instead Wake of? Forest or 
Do you know who they took instead of him? Do you know who the inside linebacker was they took that class, 2019 class, the Kyle class? Osita Equinu. No. That was their take. Okay. And it was See, the, and it there was, was a the number Kaiser class, by the way, because it was Kaiser and Marist and Yeah. Osita Equinu. JD Bertrand. Yeah, see there was there was all those numbers in there. They had they had Bertrand and Kaiser and Lua. Remember, we were talking about gray shirts for Maris Lewafile and maybe even Jack Kaiser that season. Or no. uh, sorry, JD JD Bertrand and, and uh Maris Lewafile. We're talking about gray shirts for those guys. So and, uh, no, they didn't they didn't offer they didn't offer Tommy because there just wasn't any room. And only if and only if uh Brian Kelly had texted Lathan Ransom back. What could have been oh, this game? Boy, yeah, Lathan Ransom yeah, shouldn't have been the playing. Question. By the way, in this football game, and he shouldn't be playing next week either. He shouldn't have been playing in the second half, nor should he be playing the first half of next week because his hit on Tyler Buckner <laughs> was about as textbook a targeting call as I've ever seen in the sport of football. As textbook as the uh, as what's his nuts uh, for LSU. Yeah, no, I, that was brutal. <laughs> by the way, I mean, everyone's like, everyone's like, that's exactly what you should show. I'm like, well, we got one from Saturday night. We can show you that wasn't called. That yeah, I just I I don't understand how that wasn't called, and I don't understand how the broadcast didn't even mention it as they were talking about whether or not it should have been penalty to me? begin they with. They didn't even show a seven yard. We got a seven yard run. Seven yard run. Logan Diggs. Yeah. and they were too busy uh, hyping up Harry Houston by showing a picture of Matt Bayless. <laughs> yeah, it was that was an awful broadcast. That, that it broadcast was, really was a bad broadcast. Let's take bad a moment. Let, let's 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 quit dragging Notre Dame through the mud for a moment. Let's drag the fuck living fuck out of ABC, ESPN. That was one of the worst broadcasts. And I think if you were an Ohio State fan, it was just as a, it was just as terrible. I it liked, was fucking awful. Lack. Of, I think my favorite part something of the we've come used to. Lack of replays. Lack of showing. Go ahead. I was just going to say the best call of the whole night uh, that got played into the ground is that uh, that they called the Salerno catch an interception. Oh, yeah. It's so good. And it's making the rounds on all of the social media, PFF, college football, uh, ESPN. Everybody's replaying that that play. It was it was weird. It was like it was like Fowler decided in. in in advance that, that that ball was going to be intercepted and he just like went with it. It was weird. It was so weird. Were, the guy was nowhere F- near it. Fowler, Fowler, Fowler is so bad. Like he is so absolutely terrible. I mean, I, look, the Kevin Austin one for me is, is my, my favorite, my personal favorite, Kevin Austin out tonight with an injury. What? How, what? How is that? How does that even come out of your mouth? Who talked to you about Kevin Austin this week? How did you remember him? <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't even like he like he didn't even like mix up styles with Austin, which which I could have done pretty easily, you know, after a few force, drinks. Yeah, right. Three and four is close to each other, though, man. Three and four is pretty close. But you you talked about a guy who just got signed on a practice squad at Jacksonville as being out for an injury tonight in a college football game. It was that, I mean. Estime's a big boy, but there is nowhere where he is listed as a fullback. <laughs> no, Josh. No. That's canon now. 
Yeah, he's exactly. officially a full, according to you, he is officially a fullback now. If anyone ever refers to him as a fullback, he is a fullback. That is That's, a that is your rule. Quote that is your rule. Listen, out of respect, out of respect for my good friend Andre Kestame, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he'd punch you if you call him a fullback. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna respect him. I'm gonna respect him. Uh, I'll make Logan Diggs a fullback because he didn't. I didn't see the point in his handoffs either. <laughs> I, uh, he was uh, just as effective. No, the broadcast was absolutely. Was that? Broadcast was, was qu- junk. Quite trashy, yeah. And they just—I mean—they wanted to spread it out to to all the stars in the thing, and it just looked. It looked like they had all year, all off season, prepare for this game, but chose to like wait till yes, till like Friday to really get going. <laughs> it was terrible. Much. Much like Kirk Herbstreit had all offseason to get his tan working, and he decided last week to get his tan ready for the season and came out orange. <laughs> to really juice it up. Speaking of which, if we can do another He's got bar. that special Donald Trump tanning yeah, bed. Yeah, he's got that uh, Republican National Convention debate uh, orange glow. Um, hey, get in an orangutan. Can we, do a, can we do a quick sidebar about Lee Corso? It's, 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 it's Dick Clark level now. It just You just got to get it. You got to pull, you gotta pull them it off. Is it time? It's time. It's just it, time. I, dude, it I was, was not expecting it to be that bad. It was. Well, I think I what made it. The, I think what made it worse is that Jack Harlow was perhaps the worst guest picker that they've ever had. <laughs> where he's like, I dated ever, a girl ever. from Cincinnati once. Give me Cincinnati. Hey, what's the name of that quarterback? Yeah, he's a lot like. Um, uh, who is the Louisville quarterback that he said? And it was like, what are you? Lamar? What are you? No, it was pre-Lamar. Who was the quarterback before Lamar? Uh, it, I don't know. Malik Cunningham's like, been there for like does, seven years does, now, right? Does the parent company of ABC of does Disney have some kind of stake in Jack Harlow's record company? Because why the fuck would he above anybody else? And like they usually do, it, it should have been like an Ohio State tie, more likely, right? That's what I thought. Like is Harlow? Well, they had Ohio. been Eddie George. They had 21 pilots the year before, and that would have been the, the people you'd bring because they're like Columbus's son. But you can't have 21 pilots back again. Oh, Harlow's from hey, Kentucky, from which is like Ohio. sort of. You could have brought. Uh, yeah, he's on there. he's from he's he's a Louisville guy, and he's like I'm a basketball guy, but I uh, did my research, and it's like no, no, you didn't, Jack Harlow, and you probably shouldn't have gone full Eminem and smoked a blunt right before you I, got I love on the stage. Uh, Cincinnati Inquirer's headline is Jack Harlow picked Bearcats on college game way, comma, used to talk to this girl from Cincinnati. <laughs> oh, yeah, he said uh, he compared a he compared a quarterback whose name he didn't know to Teddy Bridgewater. It was Bridgewater. Oh, Bridgewater. OK. And is it is this a guys? Is, is this a safe space? Yeah. I've, can, I, I would, can I say things on this podcast? I, I think you have and will continue to do so. What the fuck was that Peloton fucking person doing on game day? What uh, the fuck was, was that? She stole a suit from a 2003 uh, NBA draft. I brought that. Did up. you get? Did you get the year right this time, Brandon? Yeah, I got it right like five seconds later. <laughs> I amended to tweet. It already got retweeted, and I was like, "Well, it's already been retweeted. I can't. I can't." I, you certainly could have deleted it. I mean, dude, what the fuck? I mean, seriously. There are lots of hardworking I mean, people. They would. They would for Maria Taylor. They went for Maria Taylor, 
professional, like just yeah. fucking good at her job. Because that's her See job. This. I mean, Marie right. Taylor what has. The fuck is this? this is not a spin class. Yeah, but I think I think they're they're I think what they're acknowledging is that that that, that job doesn't need Maria Taylor. It just needs a woman. That's the yeah, real shame. Yeah, the thing is, no, no, like, no, it does need Maria Taylor. Well, well, Maria no, Taylor they're, worked they're her way up the Maria ring. Taylor's good sense, and they're giving it right Thompson another ten seconds to talk about the linebacker lounge. But but why would you do that? There's plenty of people out there, plenty of women out there that work really hard and go into this career in this profession, like Maria Taylor. Went to Georgia, and she was, I guess, I'm looking at her Wikipedia. She was on all of the studio shows. She's a great basketball player. SEC Basketball Tonight, Sports Night, Dog Report, when she was in oh, college. Oh, yeah, Maria Taylor's legit. I, she did all of the work, sideline they, reporter, worked her And that's why she should have gotten paid, and that's why she did get paid. But well, they didn't want to pay did. her. They didn't want to pay her Maria Taylor money. They wanted to pay Jesse Sims money. <laughs> But why would you pick yeah, Jesse Sims? You can Sims? still pay that Jesse Sims money because, to somebody that, because that Jesse is coming Sims, up like a Because Jesse Sims is a known quantity. Because Jesse Sims has a built-in following. Because Jesse Sims has done, just like Jen Sturger, has done little sideline reporting before, albeit for, I believe, the New York Liberty, not not College Game Day. And, you know, and she's she's forgettable enough, but at the same time, she meets that demographic. You know, got to have a woman on there. Well, this is gotta not going to work there. well for her because yeah, there was not a I, I, there was not a single there was not a single tweet that I saw a single tweet I saw that was that was anything good about about Sibs. That was awful. That Fucking that was bad. awful. And I think you absolutely need to have a woman on there. I just think that what you're doing when you hire somebody who's wildly so unqualified the for the job, setting her up to no, fail. You're setting her up to doing. fail, and you're right. giving the mouth breathers. Yeah, um, like credence to it because yeah. they're not wrong and you're on the same side yeah. as the mouth breathers and it's like why couldn't ESPN have me. hired somebody the worst person serving? you know made the best made a great point yeah exactly it's oh like, I, I didn't realize that you got retweeted in like, the spun too the spun article about just college football world reacts to Jess Sims college came day de- debut in the yeah first I couldn't from, I couldn't from very piratey I couldn't I couldn't not do it then right I couldn't pull the tweet right. even though it should have been three and I had the three drafts, but I mean, come on, you just, <laughs> I don't know. I just, what about Pete Thamel? I didn't even see him at all. Like, how did he do? Oh, he was awful. Oh, dude. He so, looked like a fucking, so maybe this, like, this, like he looked like a Manchurian first, candidate. Like, I think Pete block. Thamel's writing is some of the best in the biz, but Pete Thamel is not a, he's, awkward. a, he's very yeah. awkward on camera. And he's got like a. He, he reminds me a lot of Bruce Feldman before, like when Bruce Feldman first went on camera. Like when Feldman, first, he's still awkward. Feldman he's, is. Yeah, I think, Feldman's really. Feldman's stiff. The, yeah. Feldman's a yeah, camera. But he used to be really, really bad. This was worse than the worst Feldman. Like Fable's just awkward. It's gonna take. It's gonna take some time. Like that's a that's a great writer that you're just throwing out to the TV wall. <laughs> wolves you know like that guy knows his shit he's got sources everywhere yeah and is legit as all legit he's gets. one of the three best man, writers in front of a television game. camera it is yeah. rough he's one of the i also don't love the i don't love the brother sister dynamic that they were trying with jess sims too where like she was like little sister that they were like i don't know like again you're, you're absolutely right brennan like she needs to have a more outside a more legitimate role she cannot just be I don't even know if she was eye candy because she was wearing a suit that was so baggy that you couldn't possibly. I don't think you could have objectified. I think that her. was on purpose. I think that was on purpose. 
Ugh. I think that was why they did why that was a good why that was the choice made because they didn't want it to make it seem like they were bringing on a, a a piece of eye candy just to have a piece of eye candy. And I just think everything they went about this has just been wrong. And you're making yeah. people that well, it was just bad. It was fucking it's bad. bad. It it wasn't Maria Taylor, which I object to greatly, but yeah, you got to pay him. I mean. <laughs> You got to pay people that do good jobs. Yeah, and ESPN they don't want isn't to. paying anybody. Well, they, it's not that they don't want to. It's just that they're hemorrhaging money, so they can't afford to pay anybody because they're massive layoffs all the time at ESPN. Uh, all right, let me. I I got something outside outside the game. I want to talk to you guys about real quick. So let's do that right now, and then we're going to come back uh, to the game. Uh, but before we do that, let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back. All right, boys. We're going to come back to the game because there's there's some things I want us to say before we get this episode done, like some positive things to say before we get, <laughs> get out of here and get this done. But I do want to bring this up. I fucking hate it because they dropped this the night before first college football Saturday, and that's about the college football playoff. Yeah. So they're going to the 12, the 12 team format. It's basically the exact same thing that was proposed that everyone thought was going to be done deal. And then they got stopped by the commissioners. The presidents are like, well, let's rethink this. Said it's good to go. So we're back in that spot now where, where Notre Dame is, is uh, the highest seed they can get is fifth. Hosting uh, games at Ford. Everybody, Field. All the Notre Dame fans, all the, yeah, all the Notre Dame fans are sold on it because hey, we we get these these playoff games at home and it's okay. We don't play like they're literally like bowing down to the conference champion people as if that matters any, to anything. And so now you you know you can get the home game, but the language also states that they can play this game somewhere else. And I'm fucking telling you, fans, listen to me. I am telling you. Notre Dame won't have a problem at all with putting this game in a neutral site because what do we come to expect from Notre Dame over the last 15, 20 years? Sacrificing I love neutral site. Yeah. Well, but also Notre Dame is not used to a management system in which – Notre Dame's not used to a field management system in which they may have to use their field for football activities in December. No one is though. Right, but what I'm saying is Notre Dame – because they already have these built-in relationships with these neutral site locations and, you know, are, are, would be worried about the optics of, you know, a game not selling out against a, you know, sort of inferior opponent or a less than opponent, you know, sell it out in a heartbeat. You think, I mean, if you, if it was, it was eighth, what was it? Eight, what is it? Eight, nine or. If it it was an eight, nine game and it was, let's 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 say it was, Six six Notre Dame, eleven Utah. Yeah, there's in December. Bad. It's a playoff game. Yeah, I understand it's a playoff game, but you're gonna play another that's playoff that's game that. and another one after that, and then the. But you're only gonna get the if you're the six seed. That's the only one you're probably getting at home. So this is your chance to like. It is the only one you get. I understand, yeah. but I also think that if it's 20, that's my point, degrees, dude. if it's also ten point, degrees dude. outside, they're not gonna want to play it against Utah. They're not gonna come. And you know our buddy, Dude, our buddy Chipster point. is going to get that field ready it. to go. So it's not going to be a problem having the field ready. 
because it's it's also brand new turf. Yeah. What I'm saying so, is, don't fucking expect. Like people are like, Notre Dame fans are like just happy as shit about this, because you know, the, hey, this almost guarantees Notre Dame. Uh, is going to be the playoffs most years, and this guarantees independence, and yada, yada, yada. We're going to get this home game, this home game. Are you? Because I don't think so. And I, think I also, the first well, year I you think do, it depends on the they matchup. They're not going to riot, but I guarantee you, I guarantee you with that language, Notre Dame, who I, I've said, maybe a different AD does do things differently, but Jack Sorbrook, he's looking at neutral sites. He loves them. Fucking loves them. That's Here's, a game to go elsewhere. Here's the thing, we though. Be I would, seeing, I we could be love... seeing Notre Dame versus Toledo in the Motor City Bowl, basically, at Ford Field in Detroit. That isn't a myth. That see, could happen. I would love to see him stick it to the SEC for refusing to come north by insisting that game gets played and turning down a more lucrative offer from a, from a Ford Field or something like that. Just Here's say, the, no, Auburn, you're coming to play us here. Depends. Here's awesome. the thing I would say, though, is it depends on the team that's coming north, and it depends on what Notre Dame's offense is. That's what that I just team. said, man. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. I'm saying, like, what if, what if the Notre Dame team is a team on – roller skates and they're chucking it all over the yard and it's sort of i think one of the things that's contributed to the fact aaron Rodgers only has one uh super bowl is the fact that he has to play he's one of the greatest passing quarterbacks of the you know the current era but he has to play these playoff football games in weather that is not conducive to throwing the football so you take a like peyton manning's able to you know play in a dome and he's able to chuck it all around the field but if you have a, a team that's built to throw and you put them in shitty weather in December, like, I don't know, you'd probably ask the coach and be like, listen, where do you want to put your offense? Now, if you're playing like a Utah, then you say, yeah, let's put them in a dome because Utah's going to want to run and we're going to want to throw and we want better conditions for that. But if you're playing, say, you know, you know, a USC, just using USC and you're like, they want to throw and we want to run. It's like, well, yeah, let's put them in the snow. I think you can be kind of smart with it without looking at it as like the neutral field. I think that if you're the home team, Utah's not going to see it as a disadvantage to play in the snow. They played in the snow. That's the but, point. That's why right. you want to play them. So in that's the why it, it would be less about the offenses that they run and more about the, about how, how punitive is it to play in 10 degree weather? Well, it's punitive for everybody. Cause nobody wants oh, to play. Oh, wow. Dude, mm. 10 degree weather in the first week of, I mean, South Bend gets cold, but it ain't 10 degree cold. It's going to be like 32 degrees and spitting, right? It'll be like maybe sleet. I mean, I mean, we're we're talking we're talking like Florida State 2018 cold, right? At any point, I don't think this deal's good. I think everyone's just too kickoff temperature. Florida State was 27. Yeah. But on top of that, too, hey, by the way, if you're having your home game, if you're having this home playoff game, guess what? The fucking the uh, the college football playoff people. They own your jumbotron for that game. So welcome to fucking Miller High Life ads. Dr. Pepper. <laughs> throughout Fansville. the game. Season Fansville. five. Season Dr. five. Everything you can think of will be put on that board. So for those of you that have been bitching about the possibility of that, even though Jack Swarbrick has consistently said over and over and over again, they will not use it for that way. And to his credit, they have not. There's not going to be any fucking choice. Come back game. Just, I'm just saying. 
The average temperature in South of, like, Bend on December 11th is 38, by the way. It's just not – look, how 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 great of a feeling are you going to have on a 12-0 season? AP and AP USA Today, coaches poll, number one Notre Dame, 12-0, number five seed. Awful. I don't give a fuck at that point about about a about a buy. Like like they deserve the buy. Can you I don't care about the um, conversation you gave. It's can ridiculous. you imagine this, and, Josh? Oh, go ahead. No, obviously my big, bigger point, the the biggest point that no one is talking about is this. If Notre Dame is basically guaranteed a spot in the playoff most years, which we think they keep playing like this. They're almost always in, right? Like they're almost yeah. always in. What is the fucking incentive? What is the point to playing any type of tough schedule? No. There is none. <laughs> so if you think Notre Dame's schedule is a little fluffy now, just you fucking wait. Buckle up. Because there's cup. no reason. There's no reason to schedule tough games if you don't need to. There's none, and they won't. And not only that, to not only that isn't even just a Notre Dame thing. That's going to be for other teams because yeah. because now the focus is going to be on winning these conference championships and all that for these other teams and at large bids. So if they, if you have Michigan schedule right now, their out of conference schedule is fucking what UConn, Colorado State, and who? Whatever they have the, the worst out of conference schedule in fucking in America Hawaii. right now. Hawaii, yeah. Yeah. It's just terrible. That is going to be the norm for most schools, and they're going to want that. And the payday for Notre Dame and, the, and all that, all that shit's going to be going out the window a little bit because no one really gives a shit because they're making so much fucking money off the, these new deals that are about to come through. And they're going to be on TV anyways. The draw to play Notre Dame is not will, will not be as great. Notre Dame's schedule is about to look fluffier and shit. And I'm telling you what, the first instance I start seeing that, I'll be screaming to fucking join a goddamn the Big Ten. Give me the fuck out of this ACC deal, because I just how can you how can you as a lover of college football deal with twelve weeks of fluff? Can you imagine Notre Dame in twenty twenty nine beating Alabama, running the table, going twelve and zero, and having to watch Alabama with their loss host a playoff game, and you're stuck like. (laughs) mucking it up with the sec runner up. Like you got to play like Georgia or something in order just to get back no, to where Alabama, Alabama will get the buy. Yeah. They'll get the buy. Yeah. So, so Alabama's like, well, that game didn't matter. Uh, Notre Dame's behind us. Anyway, you're AP number one, Alabama's like, you know, AP number three. And they're like, Oh, well, well, didn't fucking matter. Did it? Huh? Yeah, did it all gonna, Sarka, Sarka's look, already said, this we don't weekend. need an expanded playoff. No, spring break BCS. Problem solved. What Sark said? Sark said already said this weekend's game against Alabama doesn't mean anything for him for the team's goal of getting to, to Dallas on December second. Sure doesn't. The Ohio State does game that. doesn't mean shit. This Ohio State and, and this is like if we're looking at big picture, the fact Notre Dame didn't get blown out was the biggest news story, like you said early on, because the the Pac-12 is already out, right? The two best teams of the Pac-12 oh, already yeah. lost. Oh, yeah. One got its doors blown off at Georgia, and the other lost USC? to a, a mid-tier. Well, I guess we'll see about USC. Yeah, we'll see, right? Um, I mean, we'll but, see about SC. But if, yeah. but here's the thing: Notre Dame could knock US. Notre Dame could end the Pac-12, 
Notre Dame could end if Notre Dame runs the table, they will end the Pac-12. They will end the ACC with Clemson and the ACC. Yeah, no, the Clemson ACC will end itself. Yeah, how does NC State do? Yeah, I was gonna say, but no, but NC State's gonna be fine. Yeah, <laughs> they'll be fine. So lucky to get out of that game. Uh, the Carolinas gave great football this weekend, but uh, and then we'll see with the Big Twelve. But Notre Dame, if they run the table, they will have ended two conferences. So you're you're talking about whether or not the Big Twelve can put a team up, or and then the Big Ten will give one, and then the SEC will have two. So you're probably looking at Ohio State, the big, uh, you know, Ohio State. All right, so out of the the SEC. Let me and let me, th- let me so throw it to you this mean way. Anything. Well, hold on a second, Brennan. Let me throw it to you this way, okay? You just thought about your scenario. Talk about my scenario, right? Clemson's eight and three. Yeah. USC USC's lost three or four <laughs> games this season, right? What's yeah. your best? What's the best win on your schedule? Yeah, exactly. Um, now you now you got a real problem because you had one test the whole season and you and you blooped it, right? So just like last had, year with Cincinnati, but it didn't really count yeah. either. It didn't really count either. Didn't count as the first game. Uh, no BYU. First week of the That'll season. be your best shot, June. Right. No BYU. <laughs> It'll be like uh, what uh, wins over top twenty-five teams. Two thousand fifteen redux zero and zero, right? Yeah, it'll be two thousand fifteen redux. I think Clemson will probably their defense will be good enough to run through that shitty ass ACC. I, I mean, agree with you. I agree gonna, with you. Not having said that, we expected the the schedule to help us out a lot more last year, and it just did not. Just did not. I, st- I still think Clemson shows up to Notre Dame with one loss. I'm just saying. I mean, I think they'll have one loss. Uh, it's not but, Boston College, I'll tell you that. <laughs> what that one loss is, I don't know. <laughs> is, it, is it gonna be the NC State? Is it gonna be the NC State team that was lucky to to get out of there with a you know, win? I would Wake Forest. I'd put money on uh on Phil Jerkovic being out of the Clemson game uh oh, for no, professional Phil, future reasons. <laughs> I watched more of that game than any other game other than the Notre Dame game on Saturday. That was like main TV for me. And Phil looked like he. <laughs> there were hits that he took where I was like, he is going to die as soon as he plays a not Rutgers team, because Rutgers was just teeing off on him, and his line was awful. Rutgers. It, oh. So one more thought. One more thought about uh, the playoffs. The guys in College Game Day were debating whether or not your team being in the top twelve and in the playoff hunt would convince you to stay and play a game, uh, more games for them. What do you think? Do you think guys will continue to opt out if their team is like, say, 9, 10, 11, or 12? No, they're not going to opt out. Not I do playoff. think there'll be more that would. Really? I think more that would, yeah. I, I yeah. thought reports were that Kyle would have played if they would have got in, right? Kyle and Kyron would have played. I think if you you slap the word playoff on it and a chance to move on and all that, I think you'll have, you will have more guys opt in. I do. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll have to wait and see to see how that works out. But I mean, I just, I, I at least early on, because like when you go you to 12, you're, you're not, if you know your, your team's going to go run up against the Alabama buzzsaw is the lowest seeded person in Alabama's number one or whatever, for whatever. Well, if you're the 12 seed, you get to play reason, a game before Alabama. Well, you get I, to play. I, uh, the only I, reason I, that I screwed that up. You're the five seed, right? You're going the only go reason to, that it's tolerated at all. The only reason that it's tolerated at all. Is that it's that these guys sit out of meaningless games. Like these mean nothing for a championship. They are they are just high end exhibitions. Yeah. And that's the only reason it's tolerated at all. So you throw in the fact throw in the playoff, 
that there's actually something that means something. And this is, hey, look, this is just all. Uh, I, I mean, I hundred percent disagree. We you have a tr- you have a transformational run- you have a transformational running back, and he 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 sits out a uh, playoff game in which his team is the twelfth seed against the five seed. They'll they'll absolutely not. They won't even think twice. They won't they I won't dock. I didn't I didn't say it'd be everybody, but I think I, you'll see a lot less. I think that that transformational running back looks at it and he says, you know what? Let's shock the world and let's do this. I think if he's a Leonard wouldn't have played. Christian McCaffrey wouldn't have played. Both of them are two guys right there. No, they wouldn't. Christian McCaffrey 100% would have played. As a 12 seed? seed. They would have been the 5 seed. Yes. I understand they were the 5 seed, but I'm saying in this this scenario in which they're the 12 seed and they're going to go get waxed by somebody. Transformational players aren't on the 12 seed, though. The pop- sure they are. No, because I mean, then they're Leonard not Fournette was on the Music Bowl team, right? Yeah, but I mean, he had injuries too leading into it as well. But like Leo probably would have played Look, if he would have been the 12 seed. He would have played, but this he wasn't. This all this happens because it's tolerated by fans. Like they, this happens, and people are like like this is fine because they have their future, yada yada yada. And I agree with that. But once you start smacking on the word playoff onto it and a yeah. chance to advance. And here's a championship in front of you. That starts, to, all that starts to go away a lot more because got look, I still think the guys look at their, whether you think they do or not, I think they do. You have a legacy 20 years down the road. You, you want to be looked at as the guy who quit on a playoff bowl game is one thing. That's nothing, but a chance to win we a championship. What do you think the Dallas like, Cowboys like, saw that against? It's like watching Brian Parsons. Yeah, but that was, I mean, that's a little bit different. That's a whole different, that's, that's, that's a totally different, different thing. Um, and the other thing that's too totally is I think that you can begin to question, I think that you legitimately can question a player's um, motivation for why they're playing the football team, playing the game of football and their, their will to win. Cause you're not talking about a competitive, uh, 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 an exhibition you were talking about a real game with actual stakes and they're opting out of that football game and i think that then you can be able to start asking questions about a player's competitive um drive when it's a playoff Look, and they'll be able to afford they'll be able to afford those high insurance premiums uh for getting hurt because they, they have an IL money. I think yeah. I think if you have a Maurice, Maurice Claret without the uh, without the disciplinary issues, and he decides to to sit a year, people are going to take him in the high second round, low low first round. And how'd that work out for Maurice Claret? Well, he's back out of jail now. I saw him on College Game Day, so I guess. And okay. I mean, how how did it like? I mean, how did it work out for Leo Fournette? I mean, he obviously didn't have the. Oh, I think I think Leo's problem is the injuries, right? Yeah. Which was his problem in college too, which is why he sat out of the bowl. Um, no, how's just, it worked out for I Christian just, McCaffrey? I'm not gonna uh, say it's gonna come pretty well. No, no he's got injuries too. He's dude, I'm not gonna say that's gonna come to an absolute running backs in the league. It's not gonna come to an absolute zero, but there will be considerably less guys opting out of a playoff game. Not just a bowl game, but a playoff game. Regardless of seeding all that, you will see that come that nosedive dramatically. I think that once somebody once somebody uh, tests tests that theory and realizes it has no no uh, no effect, like uh, like uh, uh, Fournette and McCaffrey did, then you'll just see guys opting out. I think you have the, to the be, same frequency. 
I think you have to be borderline sociopathic to do that. I think okay. because you're saying fuck you to the rest of your teammates. I don't think that you're going to entire win. university. Your entire university, you're saying, fuck you. I don't think that you're going to be able to make a run. I don't think that um, any of this meant anything. Our time here together, we formed no bonds. Uh, there was no camaraderie. Fuck all of that. I only care about dollars. Ops. I think the first couple guys you see do that, there'll be such a big backlash that that will sink into oh, other dude, guys. There, I mean, we can go back and read all the articles about Fournette and McCaffrey about how they're selfish and how they – don't right, think we're on their but team. That's an that's exhibition. Was, that's exhibition. That's, that's not even an exhibition. I understand, but people 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 it. kept the Rose Bowl sacrosanct, and then we just but that's blew just that people up, in right? the media and like right. That's well, what I'm saying. Is out, the media is going to say, "Oh my God!" But this isn't the media. Clutch this the is, pearls. This is your. This it's not clutching the pearls. I'm telling you, the NFL GMs don't give a shit about the media or the public. They don't. They're going to have to. They're going to draft the person who they think is going to help their football team win. You have to be a sociopath. To yeah. dunk out the on your team for yeah. the playoff, you have to okay. because you're like this guy. I've you know I've spent the last three years with you, and we've had blood, sweat, and tears in the weight room. This isn't an exhibition. Yeah, I just find, this is. I like, don't think you're gonna find that many players. Look, with that kind I can't. Of mentality. I can't prove. I can't prove this to you today, but I can prove this to you in five years. So yeah, we'll I, yeah there are so, there are sociopaths out there, but you have to be. A and they will get drafted very high. <laughs> And I'm sure they will, but uh, they are sociopaths and um, they, they will, they, no. they have character concerns. <laughs> Again, I will stick with, it will not be, it will not go down to zero, but it will be considerably less considerably. Like maybe like, let me like one guy and it sure as shit ain't going to be the quarterback. It just, it's not going to happen. No, Moving it's going to be a, a defense, like a Jadavian clown. We've been about, talking about leaving, like sitting out, you know, a senior year, like sociopaths. Way more about the the playoffs than the than I wanted to. I just wanted to tell everybody <laughs> not to be so fucking butterific about it. So back to the game, and be, because I believe this game left a, a terrible taste in most of our mouths, with the same understanding that it, at least though it, terrible taste in our mouths, but it didn't blow up our season like a like a forty two a forty two ten game. Or a, oh, yeah. or a, what was it? What was the Oregon? What was the Oregon score? Yeah, like Oregon, 49-3 Georgia, or something like that. Three, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that ruins a season. That ruins a fucking season. Yeah, Oregon's done. They're not doing anything. This so year. our season is not done. ruined. It just left a terrible taste. And we know that, hey, maybe we're not as good as we think. Maybe we can get better. We don't know. That's what the season's for. So we know all that. We've, we've, we've mentioned that. So let's list off some positives that we saw from this game. Oh my let's, God! Let's be the um, stopping them at the end of the second quarter and the beginning of the third quarter was so fucking huge because I was so worried they were going to score on both those possessions. Oh, the double dip. Yeah. Well, double, we didn't have dip. that Bob Davy time management though. <laughs> okay, you said positive, so I'm trying. <laughs> I to did. Finish. I did. I can't help it though. That was so bad. <laughs> Freeman said he wasn't quick enough on the uh, quick enough on the headset to get the first play in. Because he wanted to throw from the game. Ryan, Ryan, I think Ryan Day was confused. Because they, when they got the ball, they just sat on like, we're getting the fuck out of here. He was like, what are they doing over there? Like, he was so confused, <laughs> so confused and thrown off by such a, a wasteful use of, of clock minutes that he just had to get the hell out of there. But no, that was, you're right. That was huge. Getting that missed field goal, stopping them. I mean, I just felt like any time Notre Dame was stopping Ohio State, Felt like a huge win, 
And the fact that, I mean, we only got, was it two three and outs or was it three three and outs? It was two three and outs. Yeah. But those felt like fucking like 90 yard touchdown runs. You know, they went three, uh, three plays, nine yards on their third possession and three plays, four yards in that first possession out of the half. That and that, you know, that was the opening possession of the half. Those felt like fucking giant wins. At that point, when we forced Ohio State to punt uh, in that third quarter right off the bat, I thought we got this. We absolutely <laughs> we absolutely got this. And we went six plays, 35 yards in front of the ball. Uh, and you know, the rest is history. But, you know, that was huge. Um, I mean, the I do want to just, like, there's a lot of people that are bitching about uh, not seeing Tobias Merriweather out in the field. But in Freeman's presser today, they talked about him being banged up in camp. So, um, look, I thought Tyler Buckner acquitted himself fairly well. Yeah. Like, I've, I don't have a whole lot of beef with, with Tyler's play. I think, um, I think obviously he's going to be great. He's going to be great against every team that's not Ohio state, uh, you know, like any, any team that's like, I would say tier two and down. Um, here's the thing. Maybe I think about Tyler Buckner that we have to readjust, um, is because of the way that he was used last year is I think that there was a misconception that he's like this running quarterback. I don't think that he's like a Denard Robinson, Brandon Wimbush style of runner. I think that he's a guy where if he gets space, he can he can straight line run fast, but I don't think that like even like Jordan Travis for Florida State last night, I don't think that he's even that kind of scooty. Um, I That's a good point. I think that what we need to see from from Buckner is I think that he can run, but I think that I want to see in this Marshall game. My hope is is that, and we'll talk about it later in the week. Um, you know this team should be angry and Tommy Reese should be angry. And I'm, I, I'm interested to see how he's developed as a passer, because I think that that's gotta be what, what he is. And I think that that's what he is. Um, I don't think that we can just look at him like we looked at, uh, you know, some of the, the running quarterbacks of your. I mean, I'm with you on all that. And yeah, we will talk about, um, uh, Marshall later in the week, but like, I mean, pray for Marshall because I, I really think, I mean, this isn't like a Drew Tranquil after Georgia thing, except it kind of is a little bit. Chase Winovich revenge tour. What? Without the t-shirts. I look. We saw look, in 2018, and people are not going to like this point that I'm making, but too bad. In 2018, opening season opener against Michigan, Notre Dame fucking flat out dominated Michigan, and the score looked wasn't even ridiculous, wasn't even near as close as what the score was. Notre Dame fucking kicked their ass. Coming out of that game, though, after that game, Michigan went out and fucking dominated Everybody. their opponents going going down through the rest of the season. Dominated. Yeah. Which led after like four or five of those in a row, which led to the whole. Does the first game of the season even, you know, does it even matter? I mean, they're better than Notre Dame. Look at what they've done against fucking dipshit you. I think Notre Dame can take a page out of that book for sure. Yeah. And I don't see any problem in that whatsoever. And whatever it is to get them set up 
for Clemson coming in. Now you're probably going to be set up for going out and seeing BYU. Yeah, BYU. Now, what's that? That's on the 22nd of October, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's and that's a good spot. So you, you get you dispatch uh, Stanford with ease on uh, at a primetime game on the 15th. Layup. And you're going North out Carolina looks like hot uh, trash defensively. I think that they can score. They so are. that's going to be interested. Um, I think, uh, I think, Look, I mean, North Carolina scored on Appalachian state. Do we think that B- North Carolina is going to be able to score? BYU like that against Notre Dame? on the eighth. BYU um, is on the eighth. Oh, they're on the eighth. Who's on the 22nd? Oh, UNLV. 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 That's why you're confused. You got your, uh, yeah, the Vegas is mixed I was up. like, there's no my... way that Vegas is the week before Syracuse. So I was like, that doesn't make any sense. But I couldn't figure out what day it was yeah, until uh, I looked it up. Yeah, brain damage. It happens. At any rate. All right. So so you got that B, you got the BYU, Stanford, Clemson. Or BYU, Stanford, uh, UNLV, Clemson. That little stretch right there to solidify who you are. Like, go out, beat the living shit out of Marshall. Have Cal come in and don't play fuck around. Put up um, dumb numbers I, against North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, dumb numbers, which I think they can do. And all this is trick make it to play though. This game is going to be looked at differently down the road because we know Ohio State's just going to bull rush most of their schedule. And so a 21-10 game, regardless of how pissed off we are about play calling and offensive line play and all that shit. It's still a 21, 10 game. It's not that bad on the road. First game of the season. You steamroll through the rest of your schedule. Notre Dame will be sitting pretty. I mean, I about, I would, I don't know. I think Notre Dame probably is AP eight or nine. Yeah. I'm thinking eight. Uh, when the rankings come out, when you're listening to this, uh, maybe the rankings come out around noon on Tuesday. It'd probably be eight or nine. And that's fine. You're still, you are in well within striking distance. Because once it gets to the college football playoff committee, they'll look at those things. Now, you're going to need the wins because we know that a, a close loss doesn't do a whole lot. But we also do know that they do not dock you so terribly as pollsters do for the even these close uh, big game losses. Now, maybe definition of close is different with 11 points. But just the way that game unraveled, people just know that that was a game. It's like going into a debate. If someone think presidential debates, guy goes into a debate and they say, this guy is going to fucking lose his ass. He's going to get dominated up on that stage. And he goes up there and he can actually speak in coherent sentences and makes a few good points. He wins the fucking debate because he exceeded lowered expectations. That's how we have our president right now, right? Exactly. Exactly. Notre Dame exceeded lowered expectations for them by the na- by all the national people. So therefore, they won in a they won the game in a media sense, right? Yeah. I went through and listened to a lot of the national pods after this game, and just to catch their, you know, their thoughts about what went down. It was not the normal. It was not the normal Notre Dame got fucking ran off the field kind of shit. And that is wait that I'm sorry. Sorry about a moral victory talk, but that still is kind of a big win for Notre Dame. It's a step for Notre Dame in the right direction. My concern, though, think, would be to none push of us back. thought Notre Dame was going to win. Did you think Notre Dame was going to win national championship this year, Brennan? No, because Alabama exists. Jude, Jude, what about you? Were you was Notre Dame well, I'm the only one of the. Th- I'm only only one of three of us that predicted Ohio State to win this game, so I guess I'm going to say no. 
Yeah. Right. So if Notre Dame goes 11 and one makes the college football playoffs, who knows what happens in that game at that point? Who knows what kind of team this is at that point? Maybe we get a fucking playoff win. Who knows? Mm, no, because you're going to be playing Alabama. Play either not, Alabama or Georgia, probably. Yeah. But could you go into that game and and put up a fight? Yeah, probably. And I think they still could put up a fucking fight. I think by season's end, this was the, – the funny part was is this was the absolute worst that Notre Dame was going to look, and it was the worst that Ohio State was going to look. And what frustrated me is that Ohio State looked bad enough to beat – because oh, yeah. Notre Dame only scored, or Ohio State only scored 21 points. And if you had told me on Saturday at 7 o'clock that Notre Dame was going to hold Ohio State to 21 points, I would have told you 100% that Notre Dame was winning that football game. But having said that, um, Notre Dame by season's end, I don't know what Tyler Buckner is going to look like by season's end. I mean, he could be, he could be phenomenal. Right, because they kept the training wheels on, and he's got essentially three layup games, like we outlined. Uh, the next three games are layups, defensive, you know, uh, the opposing defenses. So, uh, and I'm not going to give Cal any credit playing out in the Pac-12. So, no, just I, I think that oh, just yeah, I think that it's you're right, it's there, which would just from a- say that this game didn't matter. As long as you didn't get blown out, it didn't matter at all. And that expanding to 12 is only going to make it so that there's two games that then don't matter. That don't matter. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, just kind of back, like, just like in 2017, Georgia comes up to Notre Dame. It's a close game. That loss put Notre Dame in the, into the upper part of the college football playoff rankings. They earned a lot of respect from that game. Then they go down to Miami and lose all respect and then blow another one at Stanford. But they were right there to get it. And that was with a loss. And so just like Georgia, Notre Dame is going to need Ohio State to roll through their schedule and look right. And look, Arkansas State, Toledo, Wisconsin, Rutgers, Michigan State, who is not that good. Uh, Iowa, who cannot score any touchdowns. Uh, (laughs) None touchdowns. Penn State. Who awful should have lost that fucking game too? Northwestern, IU, Maryland, and then the revenge game in the horseshoe against Michigan. Michigan's going to die in that game, by the way. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm gonna tell you right now. I, I actually think Michigan is gonna be really, really good this year. I hate, I hate saying it. I actually think Michigan is going to be legitimately very good, and that if Ohio State is what well, they, they were against, they don't fucking play anybody. They don't. But the pieces that they have, I think they're going to settle on J.J. McCarthy, and I think that Michigan might actually be legitimately good. They don't play anyone until November. They're going to go go into the the horseshoe, chest pumped up, and Ohio State's going to fucking knock the living dog shit out of them. It's gonna be it's gonna be a brawl. I think Michigan's good. I think their offensive line's good, and I think uh, if J.J. McCarthy ends up winning. Yeah, and I think if J.J. McCarthy wins that that game, I think I actually think they have good receivers, and I think Blake Corum's good, and I think their defense should be pretty. I actually think Michigan might be might be pretty good. That Ohio State Michigan game could be a could be a a real banger. Two thousand Colorado level. State, or Colorado State, Hawaii, five. Connecticut, out of conference schedule. Give me a fucking break. 
Yeah, no, their schedule is charm and soft. And maybe they're not as good because they, they're essentially not tested until the Michigan State game. And they get a bye week before that, too, to get ready for it. So it's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, any other positives from this game you guys want to talk about? Positive. Yeah, we, we positive, said the second, positive, positive. We said the secondary was good. Um, we've gone the whole time without saying that Maris Leafau is, I think, going to, oh, by God, season's yeah. end, be an absolute dynamo. Um, they're going to do such fun things with Marist against not Ohio State teams. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun seeing Marist play. Um, and it's it's good to have that poly hair back and uh, doing fun things. Um, you know, the secondary was Judah, good. Not a script, I guess. Judah, are you going to be able to allow yourself the. The good time that we think might be coming over the next few weeks. Or, or is the or is the Ohio State loss going to hang over you? Uh, no, unlike certain national writers who also happen to write regionally for about Notre Dame football, I don't think about what this loss means for the Clemson game. Uh, several <laughs> weeks from now, <laughs> so yeah, I see you know, I te- I, I, te- I end up teasing this guy a lot, but I actually really I really do enjoy Pete. I think Pete Sampson would be fun to have a beer with. But anyways. Um, no, I'm gonna enjoy that. I'm gonna go enjoy the shit out of the Michigan game. Uh, wow, the Marshall game. Um, I'm, I'm gonna have a good time with all of the games, and I'm gonna take them as they come. And that's the one thing that Brian Kelly. I'm thankful that Brian Kelly taught me, which was that there was a lot of winning. And for several weekends uh, in the last couple of years, I have I've looked forward to a good time on Saturday, and I expect that to continue under Marcus Freeman. So. I don't worry about some sort of weird um, thing with Marshall. And if it happens, then we'll certainly talk about it. But um, at this point, I'm feeling like we saw enough to make us feel good about, okay, some of the things we didn't know about Marcus Freeman's in game management, uh, um, you know, Tyler Buckner is composure as a starting quarterback. Um, some of those questions got answered and that's why we needed to see football because we were just going off of, you know, state run media, two minute clips, and we just didn't know anything. And then all we were hearing was the bad stuff, which was so-and-so is injured. So-and-so is not going to be available. Uh, you know, this guy ripped an ACL, yada, yada, yada. So, um, no, this is, it wasn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but there's enough there to easily handle Marshall and so on and so forth. Just want to interject here that the, that, the Clemson and Georgia Tech games officially over. 41-10 Clemson over Georgia Tech. Will Shipley, 42 yards rushing on 10 carries. Not great, Bob. Um, DJ Uyangale, 19, 19 for 32 for 209 and a touchdown. Uh, not great. Um, I've been watching it out of the corner of my eye on my, my TV behind me. Um, it's just the same. They've scored 40. They scored 41. But like. Two of their touchdowns, one was off a block punt, one was off of a uh, uh, short field as well. They got a couple of short field touchdowns. I mean, their offense defense is, is legitimately great. Legitimately great. Though legitimately I did great. in that first half that I was fully locked in, it looked like Sims was able to move the ball between the 25s uh, through the air. So I'm interested to see what their secondary looks like. But their defensive line, as soon as they got inside that 25, it was it was lights out. But it looked like 
they were able to move the ball at least mildly competently through the the 25. So Brandon uh, Sims has a very has a very Brandon Wimbush type um, stat line here. Set. Yeah, 23 of 36 for 164. <laughs> Jesus, no. and a touchdown, one interception, and they carried the ball 13 times for 41 yards. Leading rusher threw the ball 36 times for 164 yards. It almost all of it was the first half. Brendan, I'm almost yeah. positive. I'm almost positive that that over under and um, closed at 50 and a half. Did you did you look at that at all? I thought it was at. Uh, I thought the over under was 40, 53. Oh, 53. Okay, then I thought because so, I thought about putting money on it, um, which we'll also have to decide because uh, we had a nice payday from the home field money hitting on the over under. Uh, so we're gonna have to decide what we want to do with that. Oh, we took this. Over under. I thought we just took the spread. Took the yeah, points. we took the spread. Yeah. yeah. So we yeah we hit the spread. Um, so we should have taken the over under. I took speaking the of line. speaking of picks against the spread. Yeah. Joshua, another solid week. Congratulations, friends. Only person that screwed you out of a perfect record is uh, Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. Yeah, you were a fool. Yeah. Idiot. Well, and I had it up until the end. <laughs> Nah, well, I would have went no. to OT. I would have went to OT. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, because it would have been a push if LSU would have just kicked a field goal in OT oh, yeah. for the state. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm on my way back, though. Went 4-1. It was, I, had uh, pedest- I had a very pedestrian 3-2, uh, and two, I think, right? But Josh is now 9-1 the on only the reason. The only reason I fucking took LSU, too, was just because I thought the football gods were just, they were not going to let me have Notre Dame win and Brian Kelly lose in the same weekend. Oh, I just yeah. thought I was going. <sighs> Which, right. by the way, um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. that didn't, did that, right. did that make the weekend, did that make Saturday feel sting a little bit less for you guys? Cause I it, mean, it was just me. fun. I mean, I look, the Appalachian state, North Carolina game, just in a nutshell was one of the best fucking things I've ever seen. Like oh, how does final, that happen? For the final 50 seconds was very Michigan, just, Notre Dame, 2011 amount of nonsense. It was absolutely incredible. It was absolutely incredible. I thought it was a, a great weekend, great opening weekend. And honestly, I don't think I've even looked uh, nationally schedule wise, which is kind of strange for me, but I haven't. But what next week is generally week two is like just terrible. You're not excited about the uh, Tennessee pit game. I'm excited about the Tennessee pit game, actually. Oh, I, think that's I am. That's, no, I'm saying, that's, dude, I haven't looked. I haven't really, I haven't really looked. Yeah. I'm just saying, generally, week two is a terrible week. Yeah, I, 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 I get you on that. What about two and zero undefeated Vanderbilt with some Wake Forest woo, action woo, woo. hosting hosting the claw fence? Is there a good Thursday night game? We got Friday. We got no no Thursdays, but we got Friday Louisville UCF. That could be that's fun. That's kind of sexy. Yeah, that's, that's kind of, of sexy. Oh, Bama, Texas. Bama, Texas, yeah. which, um, yeah. you know, sorry, sorry, that doesn't count. Quinn Ewers versus. You know what? Uh, What's the fucking, what, what is the spread on this Vanderbilt Wake Forest game? Because <laughs> we, we should put it all on v- Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's getting eight points. They're getting eight fucking points. Give it. You know, I could. I, I already. They're averaging 52 out. points a game uh, right now. 
don't love that idea. I don't love that idea either. Um, <laughs> don't I don't love that idea. I, I don't love ex- I don't love explaining to my wife that the reason that we had a bunch of money and lost it was because we put confidence in Vanderbilt. I was thinking that it would be fun if we Set all had state in this country. What we could do is I could put it because I pulled it as soon like you know as soon as as soon as we hit I pulled it. Sure. Um, but, I thought you just keep it in there for for the season. Well, I could get. I was thinking that, and what I was thinking is, is that if we all agree on a game, I put fifty bucks on that game to cover the spread. Mm, okay. I thought that, that could be so kind now, of so, or maybe so now, twenty bucks. Or, or, or maybe now our picks are more than just beating each other. Well, right? but but let's put it this way: the only game we've agreed on so far out of the ten that we picked is the Notre Dame game, and we cashed on that. So we cashed on it. So sure. I think that that's sure. that's that's. Good. Um, I think we could do that, right? I think we all we agree on that. a spread. We uh, maybe twenty bucks, twenty five bucks, something like that. I'll put it. I'll put it back in there, and uh, or maybe uh, maybe I could take. You know what I'll do? I'll take the initial home field, the initial home field uh, uh, amount. I'll cash it out. I'll give it back to everybody, and I'll take our winnings, and we can put the winnings and roll with that throughout the season. I love that. No, love that. no. Yeah. No. Okay. I just, I would say let it fucking ride. Let's I know see you what do. we can do. With You're DGen. <laughs> I mean, I don't have. Oh, we got Baylor BYU by the way next week at night. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. We talked about the preseason about BYU schedule. Yeah, BYU's got a fun schedule. And how we would learn very it's quickly sneaky. about who it's BYU. Sneaky was. tough. Yeah. For BYU, it's sneaky tough. Yeah, because they got Oregon the next week. They got Arkansas on there. They got some uh, East Carolina who could be good. Liberty. They got some fun. There's some fun. So Notre Dame is was a 19 point favorite last night against Marshall, according to DraftKings. I'm not sure where they're at now, but I don't think it's I don't think it's changed much. It's 20 points according to I can't even say it because I think I'm contractually obligated not to. Uh, but uh, it's 20 points in another line somewhere else. Oh, Jesus. What's the, what's the fucking... Got to get that DraftKings uh, line, right? I I would imagine yeah. the line holds around 19, 20. I think Notre Dame's going to win by... I mean, that that's a game that we're going to end up putting money on because I think we're all sort of in agreement that we think Notre Dame's going to be mad. Yeah, DraftKings went up to 20. It started Here, at 19... Uh, Last night, and it's up to 20 already. Here's here's what a, we can got do. Got over under a 50, a 51 and a half though. That's low. Um, it was 52 oh, yesterday too. That feels low. We could we could 20 on each, and then if we if there's more than one game, then we 20 on the parlay of the games that we all agree on out of the five too. <laughs> wow. Anyway, you guys want to run it? You are, with me. Our listeners were listening to just become degenerates in real time. I love it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Shop home field apparel. <laughs> hey, you know what? Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and do that. Shop home field apparel, homefieldapparel.com. Get the most comfortable college gear out there. Hell, you can, if you're a Colts fan, they even got that. They're going to start dipping into the NFL. Uh, I can't stop wearing my home field shirts, gentlemen. And I got, I, can't either. I uh, I, I had the AC down to like 64 in the house the other day Ooh. just so I could walk around in my Fairfield uh, oatmeal hoodie. Nice. Just, look, the 3X option 
And listen, if you're 6'1", 250 plus, like I am, the 3X option is gorgeous. It is absolutely gorgeous. I do love uh, the oatmeal hoodies. They're great. I'm not a f- huge fan of oatmeal, but it was, I wanted that Fairfield hoodie. I fucking wanted yeah. it. Uh, it's, that was what the I, option was, so I took it. I got a uh, temple one for my, it, for my niece, and it's, it's just beautiful. It's a script temple. Got the oatmeal. Yeah, real nice. They, and now, oh, I need to mention this, by the way. And now, Homefield offers blank t-shirts, blank hoodies, blank crewnecks, blank baseball tees. Homefield basics or essentials, whatever you, whatever you want to call it. So if you have a wife or a husband at home that can operate a cricket as well as mine does, you can do whatever the fuck you want and you're still rocking home field. Huh. And they got a they got a pretty good uh repertoire of uh, of colors and clothes. And not to bring another brand into the uh to the ad read I'm doing now, but I've done this with homage for years because I love you know love homage sells like a bunch of basic stuff too. Bring those in. All of my kids' Hicksville gear. We were all doing it that way. Now I got a home field option. Holy shit! Bring it on. Uh, but if you use the code, never ordered before from home field before. Use the code one foot. Save yourself fifteen percent on that first order, my friends. And uh, I'm telling you, hit it up. Here, here comes fall. It's about to get cold. Get yourself some hoodies. Get some crew necks. Just grab some random ass team and ride with them all year long. You will not like, regret the hoodie. I know it's expensive, but you will not regret it. It's just no. my my wife raves about hers. I rave about mine. It's just I have, you can wear I have it three times before you wash it. You wear it three <laughs> wear, times before you wash it. I'm I live. Sorry. I sleep in it, man. I, I love that thing. I mean, Greg talks about his. I mean, Greg's jammies. out there in LA doing yeah, doing yeah. double jammies. He just needs a home field hoodie for the kids. That's right. Check that out, Homefield Apparel, homefieldapparel.com. All the good stuff out there. And as I patiently await my Eastern Michigan re- refresh, uh, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, they they're done with big news. They're ne- never going to do a big news Saturday again. So, so from here on out, so I wanted random. to get your I wanted to get your feedback about. Did you see the Indianapolis Colts line? I did. Okay. Were you surprised that two of the shirts featured? the word home field in the design surprise. No. Did I like, no. Yeah. I, what am I upset that there is a Indianapolis Colts joggers and not a sham jogger sham jogger right now? Yes. Yeah. They'll sell those though. We'll I was easily. surprised that they only had a few products too. Like I thought they were going to do more. That bomber more jacket's dope. Yeah. I mean that yeah. that's some that's I that's like fucking before, nice. That's I like the for the shoe that. with the uh, with blue on it. Yeah, like for the shoe. They're going to get into it, but I mean, for all, all of you college football fans, like, look, I am like, I am, and look, make sure you sign up. Make sure you have your 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 name, email in there. Cause you get points for all this shit being bought and you buy enough, you're going to get some free stuff. And look, I got, I got a bunch of points built up and I'm looking at like air force again. You know, I'm thinking about ah, the air force stuff. <laughs> is so good. It is so good. I need some more. I need some more. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, 
you know, thinking about maybe doing some Texas Tech stuff. I mean, there's just I there's some options out there that I that I still like. So uh, we'll not do pit. <laughs> I have a picture. <laughs> How many times have you gotten to wear it? Uh, once. <laughs> I'm glad I never bought anything uh, Grand Valley State because I was only going to buy it because of Kelly. Yeah. This is kind of like a like a subtle like back in the boss. So glad I didn't do that. But I could always get some some dope Georgia Tech gear or Georgia Southern gear. <laughs> Georgia Tech, my my sleeping giant that just never wakes up. I hate how much oh, I love that BC hoodie. Absolutely hate it. Thing is, so yeah, if I, I if I if I, if I didn't have a total distaste to wear anything Boston College, that probably would have been one of my first purchases. It's just so it's just so awesome. Well, someone asked like which collection. Hey, like hey, I'm gonna go buy some home field stuff. Just give me a random school to choose from. Oh, Tulane is always the answer. <laughs> oh no 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 Minnesota. Okay, Minnesota is one of the great, more fun. Yeah. They, that that is a great. Yeah, that's one of the more too. fun ones. Yeah, that is fantastic. There's so much you know, golden gopher just fun funness to that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just I just think that collection's dope. I wouldn't mind getting some more Minnesota gear to be honest with you. Yeah, that. But uh, the uh, national champs shirt is so awesome. Vintage one. Yeah, and that was uh that was part of the big new Saturday, so I have that one. Okay. Which is, Nice. <laughs> so, but my wife steals them all. I mean, I, I need to, I need really do need to sit down and count them out. I, I want to say I'm right around 45, 50, somewhere to be 45 and 50 t-shirts. Oh my God. A uh, couple of crew necks, uh, four hoodies, uh, one pair of joggers. I need more. Uh, but I think I'm good on t-shirts for a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, Homefield Apparel, homefieldapparel.com. Get in on it. Join the fun. All right, boys, let's start to wrap this up. Um, I mean, we're, I think it's Monday night. People are listening to this Tuesday. Brian, or Marcus, Kelly, Marcus Kelly. Marcus wow. Freeman's already had his, his, uh, his Monday presser ready to move on. I've, what happened happened. Let's see what happens. Um, so we'll be moving on ourselves. So Jude, what do you got left in the tank? I'm looking forward to uh, to talk, talking Marshall with you guys later this week. What date? Do you have any day idea what day we're doing it? We're either going to do it Wednesday or Thursday night. Probably okay. Thursday night. Cool. All right. Going to a uh, so going to Long a- going to Strong Island on uh, on Friday for hey, another wedding. Me. I, I, I dodged weddings for years and now I'm going two weddings in a row. Not very, not very good. Not very good. I'm getting too old for weddings, but too old for this shit. Too old. But, uh, <laughs> can't wait to break down Marshall with y'all on, on Thursday. And, um, look, I don't, I don't think anyone gives a shit, but literally the, the, the best basketball game I saw all year was played Sunday between, the Seattle storm and the Las Vegas aces. And, uh, they literally, um, had seven ties or lead changes within the last 12 seconds of the game. It was just insanity. Uh, we got some girls, some ladies out there who are still, uh, fighting for, 
WNBA championships, including uh, Jewel Lloyd on uh, on Seattle, and um, let's see, I'm trying to think about who else might be out there. Uh, Jewel's the only one that's coming to mind right this second. So, anyways, suffice to say, um, if you have at all interest in uh, the ladies' women's basketball, or you're excited about the upcoming women's basketball season, which I am. And do we still get Matt Green for that, by the way? Or is, is Matt Matt now so big time at Notre Dame that uh, he doesn't have time to write for us? How does that work? Uh, he's still writing for us. Awesome. He's Very still cool. on staff. I'm not Good. not sure what I'm not sure what he wants to do. Look, you know my you know my rules. Uh, <laughs> hey, whatever you want to do, go ahead and do. It. <laughs> let's let's have let's have, let's have fun with it. Let's have fun with it. So. Yeah, what's uh, the name of Matt's new pod? Matt has a pod too. Oh God, yeah. Uh, Has there been episodes I, out? Then yeah, he had a he had he had a pod, and then this is the same one, but I think he changed names. Oh. Uh, now I gotta look. I can't shit. I can't remember what it was. Sorry, Matt. My brain doesn't work, and you know that, so you'll forgive me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't oh, quite Jack, remember it off the top of my Jackie head. Young is also in the Las Vegas Aces. I'm sorry. That was a total aside. I like Jackie Young a lot. She's good people. She's good people. So, all right. Cool. That's uh, that's my recommendation for the week. If When you stop okay. watching football, like we all were watching football. Beautiful. Brendan, my friend, what do you got listen to Tank? I feel like you got a lot more to say than what you're saying. No, I think I think we've given enough uh, enough enough play uh, so far. I, I I thought I was gonna have to break up a fight in the DMs between you and Greg. I thought it yeah, was I civil. think we got to the same place. I think we got I to the same civil. place. Though. I think we got to the same place. It was um, it was a little testy, but I thought it was I thought I was I thought you guys are so yeah fun. yeah I th- I think we got to the same place. <laughs> I just think that <laughs> you still allowed to go over for dinner. If if Notre Dame. The fact that Notre Dame scores 10 points, I think that you can hand wave a lot of the Ohio State. You can say Jackson Smith and Jigba didn't play. You can say that, um, you know, their new receivers weren't quite up to the task yet because they'd caught, you know, the 20 passes going into the game. Um, this is the worst that Ohio State could possibly lose. And I think that if it was 21 to 7 in that drive with the Salerno thing, definitely could have put it in the 25 7 range. I think scoring 10 points sort of narratively hurts more later on down the road than hurts now. Um, and that, you know, if, if Notre Dame had given up the 21 also, if they would have had cool, sexy stats like sacks or interceptions, uh, but they got neither of which outside of the cross, uh, sack early on, um, you know, Foskey would have had two sacks and they gave up 21. We would be looking at this defense. Like, are we talking about an all world Notre Dame defense here? Instead, we're talking about, well, Greg's point was, you know, the defense was, uh, really good and, uh, they were sound. And it's like, yeah, that's like lauding uh, a movie for having good, um, you know, uh, editing, but no mention of the movies, <laughs> you know, plot screenwriting or acting, um, so yeah, if, if the defense would have had some, some more sexier stats or if Notre Dame would have, you know, got another touchdown, it would have felt a little bit better. 
Um, and I think I think we got to the same point, me and Craig, uh, with it. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't. I think the Notre Dame is going to move on from this game. Um, I hope to see a lot in this Marshall game, um, and we'll get to it uh, as the week goes on. But um, you know, bummed out but optimistic. I think that that should be essentially what everybody in Notre Dame Nation should have on Monday after the game, right? Bummed out but optimistic. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad way to put it. Sure. I mean, I'm, I don't know, let's man. Shoot, let's, really shoot for 50, let's shoot for 50 plays next week on offense. We only get 11 more games this season, so I'm not ready to fucking burn everything <laughs> jump off down after game yet. one against yeah. the team that's expected to be playing Alabama in the national title. Yeah. Yeah. I just like, I'm cool with criticism. That's fine. But like, fire so and so, fire everybody so and so, or whatever don't the fire. fuck. Don't uh, No, please don't. That was chaos. That's, no. that's not going to end well for us. We wouldn't have a head coach. We wouldn't have a head coach right now, uh, at least the same head coach that we have now, if we had taken that fire everybody after game one from last year. Yeah, right? No, we, uh, we also wouldn't be able to hire anybody. If you fire Tom <laughs> after no. this game, good good luck well, good luck finding a OC to to come into that rat's nest. Uh, I'm not sure Brian Hartline's going to want to come in at that point. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, yeah, I'm uh yeah I'm ready for I'm ready for week two. I'm ready to move on. Uh, I'm ready to see more than one touchdown in a game. Uh, scored by gold helmets. Uh, I'm ready to see a little more consistency and I don't care if it's a cupcake because there, there's many, many teams that get a couple cupcakes to start the season and they're, they're allowed to feel good about their team. Michigan. So I'm going to let myself. Yeah, I'm going to feel good. I'm going to, let's, let's go beat, let's go beat, uh, Marshall 52 to nothing. You know, sounds let's good go to me. Jack from lost. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I that. got that reference. Uh, Let's avenge right. So we will Moss. have. <laughs> yeah, this is the Randy Moss game. This is the Randy Moss game. Are we gonna? Are, it, it's no co- it. it's no event? coincidence that the next thirty for thirty is is about Randy Moss leading into the Notre Dame. Can we avenge Marshall. him? Can we avenge him? We have to be careful about your Marshall jokes because you know the yeah. whole like airplane yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think enough time has so, passed. What's the South Park rule? 25 years before you can make jokes? <laughs> no time is – Brendan, no time – time has not passed enough for our website. <laughs> no, <laughs> to be, no. To making Marshall Airplane jokes. No, you not cannot yet. make – you cannot make Marshall Airplane jokes. I, but if we were – no, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, you, you can't make those. But That's not we allowed. can talk about Jackson Lost. Yeah. Uh, we can talk about um, – uh, what was that? Pendergrass? Clancy Pendergrass? Teddy Pendergrass? <laughs> uh, what the fuck? God damn, this <laughs> is when the brain doesn't work. Byron Lufwich? The court. <laughs> no, no, not Byron Lufwich. Well, sure, we can make some jokes Chad. about Chad. Chad? P- Pender. <laughs> I played for the Jets. <laughs> yeah, Pendergrass, right? P- no. No. <laughs> The frick was his name? 
<laughs> that wasn't his name? How am I not getting this? Pennington. 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 Thank you. Jesus Christ, the bear. <laughs> That's so bad. I never get that. I never get shit like that so so bad. You oh know, there's there's one of our listeners who's like, Pennington, goddammit, Pennington. Jesus you Christ, You son kid. of a bitch, Josh. You went on a rant about watching college football. This is look at you, you Anywhere fucking idiot. Time, Chad Pennington. I mean, this is this is the Kane Madden revengeable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of Marshall Notre Dame connections out there. Is there? Uh, there's <laughs> two. There's a whole two. <laughs> we found two so far. I mean, Matthew McConaughey played a Marshall coach and was at the Notre Dame Texas game in Austin. I believe he declared Texas back in that game, too. Oh. He did. All right. Um, the ladies' women's basketball team has a, uh, a forward named Natalia Marshall. Well, there you go. That's just an innumerable amount of uh, links between the two schools. Yeah. I mean, Marshall a, Mathers. I don't want to. I don't want to. Was in the booth for the 2013 uh, Notre Dame-Michigan game. Yeah. And looked very stoned. He, he, I, I think Fairly. he more than looked. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, we'll get out of here. Uh, coming up this week on the on the pod, we will have the uh, Marshall preview. Um, we didn't quite rend- roll out the Brendan preview for Ohio State because we're all just so jacked up. We just couldn't stop shouting about uh, <laughs> the line's going to dominate. But the, those will be back. So you will get to know. You'll get to know all you need to know about Marshall uh, from that. Don't listen to anybody else. Don't listen to these. Don't listen to these other people. It's all, it's all phony. We're, we're the real ones. We know what's going on. Uh, and that's it. So pay attention to the site. Same shit as always, all week long. Uh, we'll have some fun with it. So for Jude, for Brendan, for everybody over at One Foot Down, thanks for listening. And as always, go Irish. <laughs>